So in this episode, because we're 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 going back around and we're doing these these pre's a little bit um, after the fact because you know the audio got better, everything else got better, and now we have my esteemed colleague and uh, media guru that is Fallon Willoughby that will be uh, helping out and doing some of these because we want to get an outside perspective so that you, the listener, can. Um, kind of have a different view going into all these and you have a little bit more information about what's going on. So in this episode where we sit down with uh, Jessica Kite um, and her husband and Eddie, um, Fallon, what did you think about this episode in particular? I thought it was really interesting to hear about how her journey started with wanting to lose weight. Um, because that is a thing all us women strive for most of the time, whether or not we're doing anything for it. Um, so it was great just kind of hearing how well that turned out for her. And then it turned into a passion and something that she was able to go on and do and excel at. Yeah. And I think for me, you know, in, in talking to her, cause I've known Jessica for, you know, a really, really long time, much longer than she's known me as you will hear in the episode. Um, to see that journey and the fact that she did nothing athletic before that she wasn't in any kind of sports in school. She wasn't really, she didn't give two flying fucks about anything when it was coming to like that kind of stuff in school. And as you will see, you know, she was, you know, pregnant for most of her senior year. Um, so that really, you know, negates a lot of the things that you're doing as far as athletically when you're dealing with that. And yet she still just knocked out of the park and just really, just killing it. Um, you know, she's in her, you know, mid to late thirties now and just doing great and loving life. And I, I see all of her stuff that she updates now on Facebook and Instagram. And she's just really, really just killing it. So with this being our first episode, I gotta say sound quality was not the best. But, you know, we upgraded um all of our equipment since then, so it's a little bit better. But the content I feel like was was really great. And that was our first this is our first episode we've ever did. And I feel like it, it went really well considering we had one microphone for like 11 people, um, in a condo in Florida. So I feel like that, I feel like it went really well. I agree. Um, the system is certainly more fancy now. Um, and you can tell the sound quality improves as you go along and listen through all the podcasts. Um, but I don't think it hurts that first episode at all whatsoever. Um, certainly her passion shines through when she's talking about anything in her life. Um, and it, it really is just a great listen because of that and an interesting story to hear. All right. Well, and on that note, uh, you guys enjoy your time with Jessica Kite. All right, we are here for our inaugural episode of the H2O cast. Be good or be good at it. I'm sitting here with Jessica Kite. Hi. Clayton. <laughs> her, her husband. Oh, wait. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I want so bad to say her wife, Clayton. Man. You <laughs> share one bicep and you never let it. <laughs> I was going with you, you You take really good care of her like a good wife. That's the way that I was going with it. Because we had that conversation earlier today. Waterboy, Dave. <laughs> well, we did have the conversation earlier today of other people that have, you know, called you out of out of turn and said that you're Mr. Mr. Kite now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, a lot of 
I tried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there. Just gonna put it out there. Like, when you're we're out, we're not there, even gonna recap the conversation. Let's just not. You know, shouldn't even brought that up. Well, when you're. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we're here for. We're here to have some fun. All right. So going on around the table, we got Clayton, her husband. Um, they both recently got married to each other. So just so we we're clear on that, <laughs> not to anybody else. Over here on the soundboard, we've got Eddie Graham. Drink, drinking his um, beverage, we'll call it a bit, just a beverage. And then next to him, we have his assistant, uh, Angel slash Wifey. Okay, I'm Dave Waters, and this is the H2O podcast. So Jessica, I know you through Strongman. That's what I've always known you as. Um, I've known you a lot longer than you've known me, um, mostly because we would go to contests be working them. I would see you on weigh-in day. You'd be on about a 35-pound cut, looking terrible, like you're supposed to be on the fucking set of The Walking Dead. I would see you. We would have a conversation together. We would talk about many things. Even like, sound like we're on DMT, just on many different levels. And the next day, I would go, hey, Jessica, how you feeling today after you put the weight back on? You'd look at me like I had fucking three heads. Who the fuck is this guy? Why is he talking to me? And after two years of this, at all the major shows, finally you said to me, Oh, yeah, I remember you now. Dave Waters. Yeah. Yeah. Took a long, long fucking time for that to come around. It's a, it's a steep weight cut. But that's, that's the way you did it, though. Um, so how are those weight cuts? Going from your your walking around weight down to that lovely one forty. Um, they're horrible. Um, they're actually really bad. They, I had a couple that weren't so bad, like a year ago. I guess when I first started dating Clayton, I had a couple of really good ones that were like easy peasy. But then the last one, I thought I was gonna die. So what made it easier doing them with, with with Clayton? Um. Well, he kind of asked me questions like, what's your body weight today? And I don't like to lie. <laughs> so it kind of helped me. Um, it helped me stay on my diet because I knew that he was going to be holding me accountable. And, you know, when he's like, what's your body weight? And I don't lie. The only thing you can say is like, uh, fat. <laughs> okay. So then what made this last one so difficult? What was... Um, What's the change? Well, I think we got really comfortable in our relationship, so he actually quit asking me what my body weight was every day. It's like, YOLO, I can do whatever. But I also, I cut for Norway for Strongest Woman in the World, which was like mid-July or whatever. And then I had to recut again eight weeks later for um, America's Strongest Woman. So I think doing two weight cuts back-to-back, like eight weeks, you would think, oh, that would be easy. Like, I could just maintain a lower body weight. But my body does not like to be a lower body weight. My body really likes to be over 160. So, like, when I weigh in at 140, by the next day, I'm, like, back to 154. By, like, the next weekend, I'm back up to, like, 160. And, like, 165. Or... It's a big rebound. Mm-hmm. So, I think doing two cuts that close together, my body was just like, no, we're not doing this again. So... Why not just go middleweight? Um, well, I've tried that at your show, and it did so well. 
<laughs> it's a combined class. Turns out I'm just strong as a lightweight. You're just... <laughs> well, it, it was a combined class in that show, and you did have some really fucking strong girls in there. No, I, um, yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, Danny Dyer is a, a really good lightweight, or middleweight. Yeah. Um, I think she's what, about 195, 200, walking around, and she cut down to the 180 to be right. there. Right, right. Um, and Mary Kane is strong no matter what fucking weight yeah, she, she is. she's a beast. It doesn't matter what weight she is. Um, I saw her last weekend in uh, Georgia, and she had a combined class there too. And I told the promoter, I was like, Mary's going to win. And he's like, well, how do you know? I was like, just we wait. I was like, he's like, you don't know what girls we have. I'm like, it don't matter. I'm telling you right now, Mary's going to win. That's what's going to happen. So when you were in that class with those ladies, that was fun. Um, no, it was fun. Did you, Have you qualified as a middleweight um, for nationals coming up? No, I have not. When are you going to? Um, I don't know. When's your show, Dave? No. <laughs> well, no. The, the next one I have no. is in July. Yeah. Um, more likely combined class there for ladies. Um, just don't have a lot of a lot of spark from them, but that would be the the time to get in from middleweight class. Or we have one July twentieth down in Tennessee, so maybe you guys could come down for that one, do a trip to Nashville. Well, I have a competition in August, and that's kind of taking like all of my focus, and I have to be one forty. So mm. that means yeah, you're gonna be way low for anything. Yeah, so I would not be in the middle of a cut where I'm not eating carbs or. And that's gonna be um, ASW. No, it's strongest woman in the world in Alaska. Oh, that's in Alaska. Yeah, that's right. August twenty fifth. It's the week before nationals. And if that goes really well, that could be looking for Arnold in March, which is open. Mm-hmm. If you earn that, you know, pro invite. So that then that's a good time to move into. Yeah, you know, that would be the time way. that she needs to be. You know, right. getting so, ready. Mammoth next year is really when you need to be at your strongest. Well, I won't necessarily say heaviest, just strongest. She looks good. She looks good around 180. Yeah. Last time you're Donald Pro. Why don't you go ahead and uh, move the mic towards the center? Because this guy's a key player. Yeah. <laughs> Making it happen. It's just the camera. Yeah, he's, it's popping. He's a chatter. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's perfect. Clayton's important for the, the overall story. I, I firmly believe that he's part of the package. Absolutely. You have someone to carry those packages. <laughs> Bags, boxes, yeah. food. As we said before, he's a good wife. He's good at it. He can make it happen. <laughs> Me too. It's all right. <laughs> Someone's got to be it. So let's talk about a little bit more of, of your life and kind of how things, how'd you get started in fitness, just in general fitness? In general fitness, I just got started, um, the guy I was dating at the time, like, you know, started seeing some other girl while we were still dating, whatever, blah, blah. Anyway, she told me I was fat, that's why he didn't like me, yada, yada, which I was, like, I was very, like, overweight. I was well over 200 pounds. How many, um, how many years ago was this? It was 2012. Okay, 2012. All right. So, yeah, it's about seven years now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was 2012, I was just overweight, out of shape. I was like, yeah, I should just probably lose some weight. So I started going to the gym. But I joined a $10 a month gym with no commitment because I thought I would really just quit. It's not joined like, those people. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I'm just going to join this one where there's no commitment because, you know, in a month from now, I'm not going to be working out anymore or care about getting skinny. So So did the bug hit like that first month or when, yeah. when did it really like take over? Oh, the moment he talked shit to me and told me I couldn't do it. I was That's like, well, watch me. Yeah. Watch me. That's that's good. That's good. So from 2012, how long before you got your pro card as lightweight? I got my pro card in 2016. Okay. 
What so, contest was that? Um, well, I went to the Arnold in 2016, and I took third place. So from there, they announced like all like the top four or whatever. We got our opportunity to go to Strongest Woman in the World in 2016 in Jacksonville, which was the first one um, to be held. And then it was like everyone that moved on to day two got their pro card. Okay. So since then, how many pro shows have you done since 2016? Um, I've done every Strongest Woman in the World so far, which was 2016, 17, 18. So this will be my fourth one yeah coming up mm-hmm. fourth one coming up and then I did the pro Arnold yep and uh, did that show for, uh, Lynn put on the mid-Atlantic yeah yeah mid-Atlantic in North Carolina I think it was, was the Europa down there that was mm-hmm. a pro show it was cool pro-am and then I did America's Strongest Woman that was a pro show as well okay so five yeah at least six seems like more than that I think six okay so then this year you got Strongest Woman in the World coming Depending on how that goes, whether or not you qualify for the Arnold Pro. Arnold Pro. Yeah. How many other chances do you have to make it to the Arnold Pro if Strongest Woman in the World doesn't go your way? None. That's it. I think well, that's the only option. There was, so they do different shows. So, like, um, they gave one lightweight invite out at the South Africa. Yeah. Um, South Africa Arnold, mm-hmm. uh, which was the same day as our marriage. I mean, I weighed the options, but... It was tough. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was a hard, hard... You're walking around Expo like, Center in your tux. It's like, man. <laughs> I was like, I already sent out the invites. Like, this is not good. So so that, obviously, was a no-go. Mm-hmm. And then they might also, like... I can't remember where the other ones were because they don't really pertain to me. But there was one show, I think, in, like, Spain or something that, like, is an open class and like the winner of that gets an invite which I would not be competitive in an open class right they have those at, at all the Arnold's around the world um, you've got Barcelona and Australia mm-hmm. and South yeah. Africa right and they're they're hosting all those I don't think the one in China or India is having one yet but yeah, I'm sure they will but it was they gave like a particular invite to like each show mm-hmm. so like even though there were only three lightweights in South Africa like one got an invite right so then all of your focus is going really towards strong swimming in the world and making that weight cut. Yeah. 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 That'll be, it was, be fun. I, I had another focus this year, you know, the wedding and stuff and Clayton's bicep surgery. So, so it's been kind of nice to just, like, now I can just focus on this one show. Just one thing and that's it. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of the bicep, oh, we're, no. we're going to switch gears here. <laughs> Let's talk about how this bicep thing happened. Now, it was at my show. Yep. Uh, Mammoth in Bowling Green, Kentucky, January 26th of this year. In the breakdown on how yeah, this Yeah, wait a ruin my birthday weekend, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> okay. It, was, it was a rough weekend, but you were in Kentucky, and that made it better. Yeah. Because you guys infinitely made my show better. Oh, Absolutely. You. Had to have you guys there. Was, I need you at all my shows. It was fun until the injury. <laughs> I was having a good time. I felt good that day. Okay. Um, yeah, I bet. Well, honestly, it was it was cold in there, which really suited me. Um, I sweat really bad, so the fact that I wasn't sweating, I'm like, man, this is great. I feel good. I don't need to do a bunch of warm ups and save a bunch of energy. And we were uh, waiting around for the yoke medley, and there was a 500 pound yoke in the back. I knew. Went back, used the restroom, and I'm like, take a quick spin with 500. You know, this this yoke is wider than any yoke I've ever used. You have that's like crazy wide, just so you know. Like, we have a big yoke, mm-hmm. the, the small, you got a Cadillac, <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so I get into this thing after standing around for like probably 25 minutes in the cold, like not doing lunges, not messing with a band, pretty much just standing around. And as soon as I picked that thing up, I just felt it. It was like it was like tearing like blue jeans, like denim. They just heard it like I heard it and I felt something weird. I looked down on my elbow and there it was. And I was like, you like I picked up the 285 whatever natural stone that day, like the one we were gonna use in the comp. Like picked it up fine just to like feel it out before the event and stuff. That was good. Deadlift was great. Felt strong. You know, everybody's here in your car. I'm thinking the. <laughs> And the 231. So he went out at a tie for first place. Yeah, so, yeah, really, I was the first when I, I was after one event. Yeah. Um, yeah, the zero in the car, I mean, that, apparently, a Volkswagen Jetta is really heavy. Volkswagen Jetta is super heavy, apparently. I had no idea. But when we tested it, it's I tested for 10 with a 150 guy and a 231 guy, and we were banging out reps. But apparently... Something got, changed. When it got close to dirt, there's magnets underneath the dirt, see? And they just have to down. <laughs> that chewing gum is stuck on the bumper. And... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I put some 3M tape on the bottom of it. That's what it was. Stuck it right to the dirt. Wouldn't come up. So. So, going through the injury part of it, you know, how long was it before you got in to see a doctor? Because, I mean, you're traveling. You're, you're, at a, you're, you're out of state. You're not in your city. You're not with your primary care manager. Your insurance may or may not be effective how long was it before you got seen and then scheduled surgery and did all that we um you know you mentioned that there was a, an emergency care facility not very far away at all so <clears throat> i can't remember who it was but one of your helpers took me down the road so jessica could keep competing i think that was emma that yeah did that yeah yeah shout out to emma i appreciate that yeah not in a position to really drive myself too well at the time and uh, well at least not the right <laughs> not gonna win but um <laughs> So she took me over there, and I mean, by the time that I was being x-rayed, I had already called uh, a surgeon back in, back home and set an appointment up for, you know, Monday morning at like 8.30. So that was it. So she finished the show, and um, we went and saw him, and he's like, yeah, it's at least partially torn. Um, insurance wasn't covering MRIs, and we were like, hey, we know what this is. Let's just go in. And uh, he's like, yeah, I was completely detached. The, so good call. Worked out. Did it all. Doing it out of pocket was cheaper probably than if I had paid like a $5,000 deductible. So so what did it cost altogether? I think I spent about 4500 with everything said and done for like splint. I didn't do any rehab there. I went and saw the physical therapist once and I told him, I said, nobody's paying for this except for me. So you tell me what you want me to do. I'll do it. I did the exercises five times a day, every day. You know, I still went in, I trained legs three times a week. You know, I got blood flow in my body and... I know, I think that really helped me come back, you know. And being in shape, you know, being in a good place before that kind of stuff happens, I think helps a ton too. Because yeah. if you got a, you know, a fat fuck like me, uh, who breaks something like that, it's gonna take me a lot longer to come back than somebody who's, you know, as good shape like as you guys are. Um, so now, have you changed the way you do yoke? Uh, I have not picked up yoke yet. That's probably the... Yeah, he changed all together. I got yeah, he says, so he's, he's like Aaron Foundry now. He just and now I'm bodybuilding, and I'm bad at it. No, uh, <laughs> Lord. No, uh, I think I'm going to clear all here. <laughs> I, did, I did wait until... I knew they were going to clear me at week 12, so I started training a week before that because I felt like that was a pretty good balance of... Um, started doing everything light, and just now I've started touching implements like a couple weeks ago. I think it's been five, six weeks that I've been doing upper body, so it's going back. You know, my grip is the biggest thing. You don't realize all the, you know, 
you stop touching implements, you stop picking up, you stop deadlifting. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of yoke bar squats and stuff is fine, keeps your back strong, but um, I miss the grip. So everything's everything's probably ninety percent except that. So, but we got a lot of the year left, so I plan to. Were there any setbacks during your recovery at all? Uh, I mean, carrying Jessica's stuff around is uh, a lot harder with one arm, but otherwise, no. No, I think it was good. So I I, just, I just look back at you from okay. Lena. He doesn't have it that hard. <laughs> I just give her a hard time. I got the roller bag just, just so my bag boy could take it easy. So she's looking out for you. She's got two <laughs> wheels. You didn't have to pack she, it. She did a lot to help me, especially in the beginning, too. And I'm, there was a, what was that? You had to give me a bath a couple times when I was in the cast. That was a fun thing. The fun part was getting him out of the bathtub. Slippery. You can't take a shower. You can't get stuff in the in the cast, you know, while you're in it for 12 days or whatever it is. So that's interesting. Yeah. It's a good thing you can, like, hold me. <laughs> like, you could actually pull me out of the bathtub because. Yes. Because the little plastic rod on the side wasn't. I thought it was going to break. I thought the bathtub <laughs> no, was going to break. He was about to rip the whole wall down. <laughs> Speaking of the her picking you up, let's talk about the greatest wedding photo of all time. Yeah, that's a good one. And, <laughs> and how this kind of came about. Now, at some point, we will video our podcast and you know broadcast on YouTube so we can share these types of lovely images with oh, yes. all of our no, fans. I'm pick them up right now. Um, but you know, you you often see, you know, a very it's common practice that you know the groom has to pick up the the bride and carry her through the door with a threshold of the, the, the home they're going to. Well, these two decided to do it a little bit differently, and uh, Jessica carried him on the beach in the sand with terrible shoes and a dress tripping her up and still just had no problem with the dog just packed him along like he's a sack of potatoes and it may be the greatest wedding photo I have ever seen in my life thank you it was, it's, it's pretty awesome because it doesn't look like there's any strings I looked I was zooming in <laughs> looking for some strings and it didn't they weren't there no um, and he looked so safe he just curled up like right into your arm and just looked so freaking safe. Now, as we're showing this photo around the table right now, <laughs> the amount of silent laughs that I'm getting is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, by far the greatest wedding photo of all time. I don't think anybody's going to top that shit. I that needs not. to remain your profile picture or your cover for eternity. That's just what it needs to be. Now, when you get your, your middleweight pro card, you may swap one of those out. Yeah. That one's got to stay on there at least as one of the two. So, let's find out more about Jessica. You're more than just a strong woman. You've been in fitness since 2012. You've been a huge part of what Strongman is since 2016. For me, it was a little bit before that. You don't remember that time, so it's okay. Um, you don't remember that we were friends. Yeah, yeah I was under the influence of no food. Yeah, no food, no water, <laughs> no, no anything. Water. Like, I remember seeing you in Iowa going up down the stairs trying to walk upstairs and having to pick up your leg with your hand to get up each and every step while carrying a gallon jug that you were spitting into and bumping into shit. It was bad. I don't remember, but it sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> you looked pretty drunk. That sounds um, awful. It is terrible. And we're not talking about like a small weight cut here. I do pretty crazy weight cuts here. We're talking like 20, 30% of her body weight. No, yeah, like I believe it all. A ton of weight. If I were to lose the same percentage of weight, I would cut from 300 to 
205. Good call. <laughs> no. Yeah. And we're talking, she's doing this in a few weeks. It's ridiculous. I mean, well, really, what's the, what's the math on it? You're cutting from, you're walking around weight is what? 165. 165. You've done some cuts. 180 from and down. I did one from, yeah, I cut once 173 to 140. So 160 to 140. So we're looking at 25 pounds on a 145 pound person. Yeah. We're, we're, we're talking it's a more fifth than of the your recommended body weight. A fifth of your body weight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, recommended is no more than six kilos ever as a weight cut. And you took that number and said, fuck you. We're not doing that. We're going to do this. So that's been your strongman life for the last seven years. Let's reach past that. Who is Jessica from the start? to 2012. Oh Who is that person? <clears throat> I don't know. I didn't really ha- I never really felt like I had an identity before Strongman, if that makes any sense. Okay. Like, I was just like a mother, you know, like, I didn't really have many hobbies or like, I worked. A single mom. mother. A, yeah. Single mother, just working and doing the mom stuff and yeah, that was about it. When did you have your kid? I had her when I was 18. Actually, the day before I graduated from high school. So I had her on Saturday at 2.52 in the morning, and then I graduated the next day at like 3 in the afternoon. And you walked across? Yes. That's impressive. That's, that's I, I told the uh, doctor, I'm like, I've got somewhere to be tomorrow, so. Let's wrap this up. They said, well, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll for sure get you out of here, but we don't know if, you know, Alana will be able to go with you. And she did. And we both went together, so. Did you take her with you across the line? I did not, no. She stayed, hung out in the audience by herself. No, okay. no. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it is kind of a narrative that you like to, you know, pick up people you carry about and uh, carry them across, you know, certain lines. So. Yeah, that's a newer habit I formed. No, oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's good. As long as you just can carry everybody in your life, you're all right. <laughs> so, from that high school, being a single mom, was there crazy relationships between there and 2012? What what's in that that hole? Oh well, a lot of, a lot of crazy things. Yeah, no, there was. Yeah, what I helped mean, shape you? My daughter's father. He's actually psychotic, but we haven't seen him since she was two and a half. So well, we're good awesome. there. So yeah, 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 it's perfect. So that was you know he was really crazy, but he tried to kill me during the relationship, and I got out of that. Obviously, I'm alive and well. So that's fine, but I mean, you know, I had him arrested. We did the counseling thing and all that fun stuff, but I got out of that, and then you know, I just took some time just to like find me and like, you know, just do me. Like I had a little kid and whatever. So then I started. I dated a guy for like ten years, on and off. Um, he's a cool person. Like him and I just saw him the other day to meet up so I could see the dogs that we used to share together. But he was a really bad boyfriend. And it was just a really bad, it was a bad, unhealthy relationship. Um, so that kind of consumed 10 years of my life. And then that's when I found Strongman. And that was like, I don't know, it just made me so, like, I have so much more confidence. And I have just, I don't know, I feel like a better, bigger person because of like what it has all done for me. If that makes any sense. Absolutely. So what have you done for work? Um, 
Uh, before I had my daughter in 1999, I started working for Monocle's Pizza. 99. Well, we're dating ourselves now. Okay, got it. 99, yes. Yep. Um, so in 1999, I started with Monocle's Pizza in Champaign, which is where I'm from, kind of, like 10 miles east. But um, And then I went to ICU in Bloomington, Illinois, and I transferred over to the Monocle's there. And I did an internship, like, for ISU through Monocle's as, like, the management team. And I just stuck around there. So I just had my 20-year anniversary with Monocle's. Wow, that's that's a long time to be with one company. Yeah, it Most is. Most people yeah. are not uh, not quite that dedicated. So, but that's awesome. Especially when you work on your feet six days a week, you know, after training. Yeah, usually two or three doubles a week, but really, you know. not here. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. Yeah, you millennials. You know, I swim for two hours and it's over. Yeah, <laughs> that was it for the week. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, now now I need a twelve-hour nap. Yeah. Not sleep, because when I'm done with that nap, I'm going to eat something, and then I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> it works. It's not an effective form of training there, brother. I'm sorry. Well, I'm getting back to it. So. Okay. <laughs> I've been out for two years. <laughs> he, he took a little bit of a uh, hiatus, if you will. Well. We'll call it that. I swam in the ocean today trying to find the sandbar, and I thought I was going to die. So, you know what? I can't swim. Did you find so, the sandbar? Well, I did. After I swam back, and then I was like... We swam more than halfway, and then swam back because we didn't think it existed, and then we decided it did exist, and we went for it. So we did more than... It was probably one of the scariest things I've ever done. (laughs) Swimming in open water that I can't touch the ground, it was very frightening. Yeah, dude, I make it 20 feet, and I'm like, nope. So you swimming, I I give it to you, I can't do that. Nope. But you did. Hmm. Well, yes. See, I'm fat, I float. I'm good with it. Well, I mean, I you, you, 40, you, you would think I'd be floating right now, too. No, but you're not fat, though. So. Yeah, you're pretty dense. <laughs> you're just basically draining off every drop of water you're possibly, you can possibly manage, and you're like, fuck it. Like, you're, you're almost at, like, a lobotomy stage at that point. Yeah. Like, take the cap off like Hannibal. <laughs> oh, God. Remove that motherfucker, set it in here, and put the cap back on, and I'm going to weigh in now. That would save me a couple pounds. It did help you a little bit, but I don't know. So once you, you know, reach the top of the middleweight class, are you going to stop with the weight cuts, or do you still want to keep continuing? You know, down um, that path. Well, we haven't quite, you know, talked about that. Um, I would like to, you know, eventually be done with the lightweights because I really hate cutting. Mm-hmm. I like being a lightweight pro. I really do. Um, I, I don't know. I enjoy pro competitions more than just amateur competitions. Like they're more fun. Uh, not always, but you know, it's like you're always with the same group of people, or you know, like it's stacked. You know, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I don't know. I really think you have more options as a lightweight pro because you can compete as a pro there. Right. And if you want to compete as an amateur, you can just move up. Yeah. Right, yes. You can go, like, middle Versus, like, heavyweight. heavyweight pros, like, that's they're it. Stuck. I know, they can't do yeah. anything else. The only thing some of them can do is if they're a light heavyweight pro, is cut to middleweight and do a shot. Yeah. Even then, it doesn't work out for them. Yeah. So once they're pretty right. much a heavyweight pro, they're they're too strong for any middleweight amateur show anyway. There's no point in them competing. Yeah. So they're down right. to two shows a year. Yeah. If they're lucky. But I'm about to be a Masters, so. Are you going to go that route? No, you got four years. So. Yeah, I've got a little while. 
Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. A lot can happen four years in strength sport. Yeah. Like, we should have a middleweight pro card for you way before that. Maybe even a heavyweight pro card. Really? <laughs> Which would We're talking about shake it. Up a little. Make I'm it easy on the weight game. Yeah. yeah it would. <laughs> and there is the, the mommy division. You wouldn't lose pro status or anything like that. Um, so when is that? I mean, y'all just got married, so we're like eight months from now? or. Well, I mean, we're going to go. We got this competition in August. You know, we've already got our hotel booked and our plane booked. So we're committed. <laughs> Yeah. So that could be more conception time than anything, really. That could be. Well, so, well, you know, it could be September. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, so, I mean, it's something, you know, we're just kind of trying to figure things out. Like, I have an 18 year old at home. Yeah. Yeah. So, do, I, over. do we want to yeah. start over with a baby? Right. Is, um, Clayton, do you have any kids? I do not. So that would be number one for me. Yeah. Kristen Rhodes did say that every time. Every time she had a baby, she got stronger. Like, noticeably. So I'm going to have five. So, no. you guys just pop, <laughs> knock them out right <laughs> Middle pro could be... Be just two babies away. That's all you need. Um, because, you know, you have yeah. now you'll just carry more weight anyway. And you'll be like, well, fuck lightweight altogether because that's insanity. Um, the Rhodes method of progression. You just <laughs> pop them out and get stronger if you win in them shows. Yeah. Just have a kid after every American Strongest Woman and you'll be totally fine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that'll work out great. Rest nine listen. months, train three months, repeat. <laughs> Rest nine, train three, repeat. Yeah, that sounds completely legitimate. <laughs> sounds like a great idea. So, with the, the training and stuff that you're doing, how much time are you able to put into other people's training? Not just yours. Because I know you put in your gym time, but you train others too. The hammer is, she has a pretty big social media presence. She does. She's kind of a big deal. I know. She may be, dare I say it, a bigger deal than Jessica Kite. No, she is. And you know what? Someone today actually walked right past me, and I, like, waved, and they didn't even wave to me, and then they saw Kathy, and then they're like, oh, I recognize Kathy, and I was like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, to be fair, you walked past me three times. Did I? Yeah, before I walked out to you, I was like, hey, hey. Oh, hey. well, there were a lot of people there. Yeah, yeah, blame it on a lot of people. Just the, the fact you don't yeah. remember from the beach. <laughs> she was sweating on the beach. That's what got her. That's that's what it was. It's PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, there's, <laughs> there's Dave. I don't see him. If I close my eyes, he can't see me. That's what it is. And he won't ask me to go to a show. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm always going to ask you to go to a show. Speaking of that, another, another fun story. I tried a different tactic this last time before Mammoth. And I saw both of you guys. I came and I said, Hi. Everything was great. We hugged, hung out for a little while, and then I walked away. A few minutes later, well, a couple hours later, she comes to me. She says, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" It's like, "What do you mean? You haven't asked me to come to your show yet." Because normally I bug the fuck out of you to come to my shows, That's and true. I just I just stopped doing it. And it was almost like you know, when you got a guy who's in the friend zone in high school, and he asks you out every single day. Like, no, granted. no, no, no. And then he stops. Well, what the fuck is this? Why are you not doing this anymore? I believe they have it on Family Matters several times. <laughs> I think that's the way it went down. And I was treated very much like Urkel. Um, wasn't appreciative of it. Until he came it. back, it's Stefan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I came back, it's motherfucking Stefan. Stefan. Oh, and then, Stefan did it work. <laughs> and then not only did she show up to the show, she brought her wife with her. And it was great. <laughs> It was awesome, and I loved it. 
I loved having you guys there because the other part of that was it's not just the show. You know, afterwards, we were at the hotel drinking copious amounts of bourbon thanks to our own Jamie Kane, Mary's husband. Yes. Yes. And we get to the hotel and we're all down there hanging out. A bunch of competitors are down there. Not Mary because she don't do that. 8.30 and that's it. She's she's asleep. Yeah. She's committed. The rest of us suck. And we're down there and then... We see Clayton walk in, and I see Jessica walk in. I'm like, this is probably the greatest thing ever. Because even with the fucking terrible injury, you could have just like hung your head, been pissed off, and been like, fuck, we're going home. No, they came out, they drank, and had a great time. And that was a fun night. And that, to me, is really what Strongman's all about. It's those times. Contests are fun. Yeah, cool. Somebody got a big weight, PR, I get a little tingle in my neck. It's great. Moving on. It's the dinners, it's the talking, it's the the camaraderie that happens after everything's over. We met some people this weekend that were just floored by what Strawman could be because it's their first contest they've ever seen. Yeah. And we've taken them kind of under our wing. Uh, oh, wait. It's Angel's first contest ever. Yes. Oh, congratulations. Oh. She's going to be yes. super spoiled from now on. Completely blew my mind. Well. Unless it's the Arnold Somebody or something. Started. Yeah. Most of the amateur shows. What's up? I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. So she's ready to get started. I've been working on it. Amateur <laughs> class. He has, he has. I know some good uh, ladies that might be motivational for you. Her name rhymes with Jessica Kite. <laughs> she is quite the motivation, honestly. I'm so impressed. Yeah. Thank you. Because it, it doesn't matter where you come from, it just matters where you are. It really doesn't. You know, I have no athletic background. Like, I never played a sport in high school. Like, never. My family's too poor to put me in sports, so like I didn't get to do anything. Mm-hmm. And turns out <laughs> genetics and drive goes a long like way the, in deciding what you can accomplish. The first time I like, walked into Drew's gym and I threw a wall ball, like they were appalled at like how zero athlete. <laughs> like I have no athleticism. Like, and I walked in, you know, kind of looking muscular because I'd already been hit in the gym, you know, like trying to lose weight. So they thought that I was just this athlete coming in, and, and then they saw me throw a wall ball. <laughs> They're <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Maybe they were wrong. <laughs> it's crazy that you go from not being able to throw a wall ball to taking a stone and throwing it over top of a trailer at Nationals and then hurtling scaling, the hurtling this trailer to go get it because it fell onto the other side and was rolling into other people's way to pick it up again, carry it back, load it back onto the trailer, hurdle the trailer again. Never went around it, never one time. Up and over. You only got 60 seconds, Dave. Yeah. Would have been quicker because you was at the end of the trailer to just walk around it. But no. Up and over. I was trying to catch it. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a picture of me and, like, my fingertip is on it. Like, yeah. kind of caught and, it if I walked around. And the briefing to everybody was, hey, guys, we'll try to help you out. But if it goes, it's going. No. Make sure you control out. the stone. Lie. She just tosses it. Sales they didn't say, right over the top. we will make sure the stone does not go over the trailer into the competitor across from you's lane because that's dangerous. Yeah. That's actually what they said. And you threw it too hard. Mm. They couldn't catch it. You're too strong. <laughs> You're too strong. That's the story and we're sticking with it, folks. <laughs> yep, that's the one. And this was before she knew me, so this is good. <laughs> I still knew who she was, but yeah, before she knew me. Um, I did get lots of props for that. Man, you're the girl that threw that stone over the trailer and jumped it. I was like, yeah. yeah. That was me. Yeah. Because that stone, didn't, it didn't even act like you wanted to touch the trailer. It just 
right over there. The How other, it didn't break a floor, no idea. Because it went to the other competitor's lane. Tracy, it, it tra- missed the mat altogether. Did it? It went straight to the floor. Well, Tracy's mm-hmm. Tracy Stankovich or whatever her name. Mm-hmm. I can never say her last name, but anyway, she's Tracy. Yeah. Tracy, yeah. Yeah, Tracy. Anyways, like she's like running along with her style, and I'm like. <laughs> I think you might have each other. You like might she, have gotten she, your stone and beat her to it. I think I, maybe on that lane. She did send me the video because I'm like, I want the video from your side. Yeah. Because uh, my yeah. camera guy quit recording once the stone got put on the platform because they said that's when your timer stops. Yeah, except for the part of. Except for if you're Jessica Kite and we really don't want you to win. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. But you win. Know. So let's talk about the bourbon for a second. <laughs> the bourbon has a, a very special place in my heart. And if we're going to be good or be good at it, um, being good does not mean don't drink. You can still drink. But we're going to be good at drinking bourbon. So we're going to keep this going as long as possible. Yeah, I'm going to need practice. But I'm still practicing on this cup. Yeah, you're still practicing on that one. I'm just going <laughs> to okay, yeah. liven mine up a little bit. Yeah, you practice yeah. more. Mm-hmm. You're a little rusty. I wasn't going to say anything, but... Oh, I'm rusty on my drinking on my bourbon. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll take it. That's a that's a good shot in the dark. I appreciate that. <laughs> I've been trying to find something all day. You won the grip test. I did beat... Did uh, you now? I yeah. beat yeah. you on the fucking thing, yeah. For real? Yeah. How, did that, how did that go? All right, so... Swimmingly. Yeah. Missed that. So, Juju comes up to me... <clears throat> And it's just me, and we're a group of like seven people. He comes up and says, like, hey man, uh, we're going to be doing grip here in a minute when they do the intermission. I'm like, all right, cool. I don't know how this feels. He's like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it out there. And then I see him walk over, and he gets right in front of where Jessica and Clayton and uh, and the hammer are all set up. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, they really crashed our area. <laughs> yeah, they destroyed your area and pushed like, you down. Oh, they got a good spot. Let's... Yeah. Oh, they got a good spot. Let's take this shit over. We were bigger, but there was more of them, so. Yeah. And at this time, I went over to see... Eddie and Angel, because Angel's not feeling good. So we got her over to the picnic table. She was feeling terrible. I can't say that she was hungover, but it's possible she was But, yeah. I'm going with like sun poisoning, maybe she drank too much seawater. That's what I'm going with. Seawater. All possibilities, you know. Yeah, especially seeing how she's 19. Yeah, it's a great idea. We're going to keep going with the seawater and the sun. That's what I'm salt talking about. Yeah, that's salt. That's that dehydration. Well, it was the motion sickness of the ocean that really got me. Like, every time I stepped into the ocean and it just moved me a little, I was like, I need to go now. Well, yeah, that could that can fuck you. That's <laughs> that. that's <laughs> you. So I'm sitting over there with her while Eddie goes to get food. He's gone, which seems like six hours. Mm-hmm. Probably taking a nap somewhere. And I look over and I see the crowd that is gathered up around where Juju is. And I walk up there and I see Bill Weiss, who's a, an official for uh, Arlington USA with O'Hagan. And they've got a Rolling Thunder set up and they got everything else. And normally in that kind of situation, I just kind of stand back and, you know, if somebody asks me to come in, I'll, you know, squeeze in. And I said, nah, fuck it. I'm going to be Dave. <laughs> I just grabbed him by the shoulders and said, move out the way. And I walked right in. And they, gotta do it. they were, you know, lifting this up. And all these guys were trying on the Rolling Thunder and failing miserably. I, I was like, oh. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I'm going to need you to pay double uh, for the next show because we made that bet and then you failed. Hey, we didn't make the bet until after. I- <laughs> yeah, it was retroactive. <laughs> it, it, two, it, it's going to apply. Two weekends ago, she did 200 farmers for 100 feet on the fat handles, no problem. 
That's awesome. Too bad and the Rolling Thunder was at like <laughs> no, 170. So much transfer. It was so. 105, I think. I don't even know what it was. Well, let's see. We had 145 and 325s on there. So 75, 45. I don't think it was like 125. It was not a lot of weight. No. So then we loaded up to 170. And uh, then we started doing this for time. And Juju held it, and he got it for like 21 seconds. This other guy comes up, and he held it for like 22, 23 seconds. I was like, oh, guys, that's really cute. That's adorable. <laughs> so I pick it up, and they're doing their camera shots, and they make sure that I turn the right way. And then I just pick it up and hold it. And when they got to 30, I was just like, fuck it. And I let it go. Because I just wanted to win and move on with my life. Um, then I look over, and I see the angel's gone. Eddie's gone. I get a text. Oh, yeah, they went back to the hotel. I'm here by myself now. Sweet, that's awesome. But doing a little bit of grip work is always fun. But um, you're a winner. But I was a winner. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters. They didn't get to see it. You know about it now. Hey, I won the grip thing. I would have loved to hop in that, you know. No, I asked you if you wanted to hop in well, that. I had you were to, like, no. I had to take care of somebody. Sorry, no, I was, no mother bear. Your excuse was, man, my grip is shit. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you, How come he gets to be the good wife? Good <laughs> bullshit. The good, wife. the good ones are all taken. That's fantastic. I, I, I guess I, you know, I go do my hey, wife duties. You could and, be the shitty wife. You're at least true. the good. You're like the standard. Good at what I do. Yeah. yeah. Like almost Stepford quality. So now, what is your what is your day to day? What what gets you through? What's a what's a normal day in Jessica's life? Um, a normal day would be training, working, napping, working, sleeping. Oh, and then there's food. And then there's food. <laughs> That's a pretty normal. Successful. <laughs> yeah. She's not napping for twelve hours. <laughs> no. no, sometimes it's only twenty minutes. But it's a really good 20 minutes. That's good. How do you actually get to sleep for the whole 20? It only takes me usually about 30 seconds to fall asleep. You just have to sit still for that long and you're just out? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not, busy. I'm not busy and I'm not like tired all the time. I probably have sleep apnea as well. But She doesn't get off sleep. Do you snore? Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. Well, does she snore? I mean, that, you, I you're the one that asked, unless you're going to sleep at 25 like seconds. A log, he can't so. even wake up through his alarm. No, when, when she says we get up and train in the morning, it's she gets me up so we can like go to the gym. And, and it takes me like half an hour to get moving and a half hour to get like, warmed up. I shower, and she's just my hair rolling. and everything, and then he's still in bed. Has the sleep always <laughs> been that way? Or is it just, you know, since the, the metamorphosis change that you've went through? No, it's kind of always been that way. So have you, have you like, tried I your used, sleep study? When no, I haven't actually. Like whenever I was heavy set, like and throughout my whole childhood, like I snored really bad, mm-hmm. and like my dad snores, like you could hear him like two houses down. My dad snores real loud, and now he sleeps with a CPAP. Well, my dad's not like a big heavyweight. No, guy. no, no. For my experience, um, the everybody that I know that gets a CPAP is so thankful that they better. did. Um, because they wake up just so much more refreshed. Life yeah. is just better. Uh, and your recovery gets better. Because I know you carry your body down a lot. Yeah. You're always training, always lifting up heavy shit. That recovery's got to be there. So try a sleep study. 
Yeah. You've been with one company for 20 years. Surely to God you have insurance. <laughs> I do, yeah. If you don't, then we really need to talk about, you know, life questions. Like maybe a life coach. I could sign you up for my program <laughs> to get you in on that. Um, but maybe try the sleep study. Yeah. See what happens. If you're able to fall asleep that quickly. Then we can get matching CPAPs. <laughs> would that be a cute newlywed trick? That would be I really nice. Yeah. I know I'm going to need one, but I always kind of put it off my mind because I know she's not going to deal with it. But if you get one, <laughs> then you, yeah, it hey. opens the door. Yep. See, yeah. I get one. My wife can get one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're making all kinds of gains. You don't get the good toys until she gets to try them first. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think I, I almost think that everybody needs to see that. Anybody who does a serious lifter. fitness and trying to put on muscle mass. Because yeah. your neck's just going to get bigger. It's going to grow. And it's going to be hard for you to breathe. When I was getting ready for your contest and I was like hanging around 240 and the extra 10, 15, 20 pounds. Man, yeah. I was... You feel it. Yeah. You, know? you notice it. And then when you wake up in the morning, you're a little bit groggy. You know, you're, you're slacking off. Um, and a lot of people just, you know, wake up, jump in the car and go. And they're still super tired. Yeah. A lot of accidents happen. I mean, that, that can be life-changing. It can be, you know, either accident prevention or just making your body stronger. Right. And you're trying to make a little kite sometimes. So we got to make sure that, you know, they're they're okay by you being able to recover better. Right. And then, you know, nine months off and three months back on, you've got to be able to... It's the perfect training program. <laughs> you've got to get that you muscle get back injured. on quick. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's the way injuries work. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can... You can work like quads only or calves only while pregnant, and then that's it. That's all you get. And you can't even like use a leg press. I think you can do curls. She can't do calves. Her calves like blow up. When she was training under Chad Coy, (laughs) and he he had her doing like you know calves like for a little thing one time a week, and he Chad was like, "Your calves are disgusting. Like I want calves like yours." He's like, "I'm training calves every day. I can't do calves like that." When Chad's I like 260 pounds, he's ready for Masters Worlds, and his calves are smaller than Jessica's. That's awesome. No, when I first started training, I was like asking some of my lifting buddies, I'm like, how do I make my calves smaller? And he's like, what? Like, who on earth wants smaller calves? I was like, I do. You trying to get into some skinny jeans, or? Well, I mean, I was like, you know, a long, long time ago, I guess. They're just really big. Just no skinny jeans for you. It's okay because too. there's no skinny jeans in strongman. Because yeah. who who's that uh, that 150 guy Baldwin? Brad, yeah, Brad. I told him at a contest. I said, "Dude, we don't do skinny jeans here. What the fuck is this shit?" And he's like, "I'm like this modeling or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's always trying to be fashionable." I'm like, "This is not the place for that. We don't do skinny jeans." Next year, he came back in sweats. I was like, "It's way better." Yeah. I'm wearing that bullshit. That shit's yay. Sorry, we don't do that. <laughs> We ain't got time for skinny jeans. I don't care that you cut. And he had a terrible weight cut, too. He always does. Yeah. He yeah. walked at 180. I think we were dying to together. That Nationals in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure him and I were dying together. Yeah, terrible So he made weight before I did. Yeah, I think he went and like, shaved hair or something. He did something weird. You know your eyebrows. <laughs> I, he might not. I don't know. Um, but yeah, skinny jeans. Terrible idea. Not for anybody in, in, in strong people. Yeah. It's just a terrible idea. Hate it. I agree. I hate skinny jeans. I hate jeans, period. Jeans do suck. 
Yeah. Like, you might think that I'm wearing jeans today. No, these are stretchy. The bigger and stronger. Oh yeah, yeah. Dress sweatpants. Yeah. Yeah. The nicest sweatpants you can also, find yeah. to wear in a stretch social situation. Yeah. That's that's life. Cool. Yeah. Anything that has extra elastic in it, I'm Ooh. over it. Elastic is your friend. Yeah. It really is. Got a disruption on the way. You got somebody without a drink here. Thank you. Oh, so we're gonna. Did you flag it? Flagged it. It's all good. Okay, good. As long as you flag that message, so we can cut all this bullshit out right now. <laughs> hey man, we're having fun. It's all good. This is true. We are. We are having a good time. How hard is it for you to sit there and not like? You're like kind of a mute sometimes, and I feel like you just really have some good things to say. There's been times where I wanted to chime in, but I'm not sure if I was allowed. But like I, I'm I'm a quiet person. Like I, I just like to listen a lot. Until she gets high. Yeah. <laughs> and Everybody's then, got a trigger. And then we're sitting on the back balcony, and I'm like, "Will you bring it fucking down a little bit?" And okay. she's talking at like a level two, and he's over. He's paranoid. He, yeah, he was. He was like paranoid. I'm just I not like trying to get arrested. He's like, "We have to be quiet." <laughs> I'm like, "No, we're we're just talking." I'm never do such a thing. So now the next part that we need to get into. How did this happen? Well, <laughs> it all started one day when I was axle pressing. So not in a weight cut, because if you better in a weight cut, it would have been bad. No, I was con- no, I was actually heavy, and I was competing. I was getting ready for this competition where I was competing with the the boys. Uh-huh. So I was going to compete with the the lightweight men, and I think their axle was one seventy. Yeah. I think it was a one seventy axle clean and press for reps. And like I had never hit above like 160, and I was like back in Drew's gym when like the back area was like a hot mess. There's like I cleared the out like area. I cleared out like two feet of space for me to press when there's like all this other space in another room. But like, anyways, I like I went for this axle PR and I failed it. And then I'm like, you know, goddamn it, kite, we're gonna fucking do this. So I get all hyped up, you know, and I. It's like the ugliest press ever, you know, like, yeah, like I had to work for it, you know, and I'm like, oh my God. And I like look around and there's like no one around that witnessed this because I'm like in this back corner by myself. And then I look over and there's Clayton like standing in the corner. And I was like, like a creep. <laughs> this he was new to the gym. Like, he had yeah. just moved had to just the area. Like came into the gym, see what it was about, walked in the back room, heard some hooting and hollering and <laughs> look over and. It was like what, one sixty or something? It was yeah, I think it was a little over one sixty. You know, and she's yeah. not weighing that. And I was like, all right, well. I was like, did you see that? So I guess I can get stronger here. It was a bonding moment. <laughs> the women press over their body weight over their head. It's so did you go instantly to? I'm going to try to put a baby in that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my number one goal in life now. She's going to carry me. And I'm going to put baby in it. <laughs> it's going to finally make up for my lousy pressing. <laughs> if she can press Imagine. more than me, if we do a team event, yep. hey, we're good, right? So, so what was, how did how did that process go? So you met awkwardly. Yeah. Yep. He was a creep. And then um, we became really good friends and like training partners. Yeah, so. we had a, you had a key to the gym or whatever. And, you know, there was classes didn't. being run at this gym. Right, so we needed yes. people to train at non-class times, so we started training together with some other people, you know, like the seri- the more serious lifters, you know, at the gym, and uh, yeah, became friends. I started training for my first Arnold in 2016, 
So he kind of like started, I didn't have a coach or anything at the time, like writing my program. So I was like doing my own thing. So, um, and he, he was unemployed at the time because he was working on getting a certificate. So he was just doing like- Yeah, I was in like self-study stuff. So I mean, I was he had a, lounging, studying, training like that. Was he had like, an open schedule. So know, let me just get this straight. Part. He was a creep. He wanted a key to the gym. Had no job. Yeah, you got it. No, you know, the key factor. What do all girls want? All those things. The guy that has a girlfriend. Did you have a girlfriend? I did too? have a girlfriend. Wow. We were just friends, Dave. <laughs> that's, that's the trifecta of douchebaggery. <laughs> yeah. That is, man. Yep. You, you really. The only the only thing worse might have been is you guys met as pen pals and you were in prison. That's <laughs> 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 the thing I would go with. But then she would have to be a nurse to do that, and it, well, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, because they're a bunch of degenerates. That's all right. <laughs> they play spades and date felons. That's what they do, <laughs> according to the government. And we, I mean, yeah, we just we we would you know do our training together. And at the time, you didn't have a coach, so and we just bounce ideas off. of That's what. Yeah, I mean, we were just trying to get stronger, you know. And I was doing just doing like little local powerlifting meets and stuff, but you know, you still need somebody to like you know give you a spot and things like that. So. Um, it just kind of progressed over time, I guess, to where, you know, at some point you're, you spend enough time, you know, they say you spend more time with the people you work with, you know, than your spouse at home. It's like the people you spend your time with and talking to, you know, that's where you, well, like now, you know, strong man's about the relationships you make, so. It's all about the people. Just kind of, you know. That's really what it is. So. Things, yeah. uh, things didn't work out with, you know, my, uh, my ex and, I don't know, we were friends and we kind of took it from there. So, and now here you are. Yeah, he called me. He's like, I broke up with Amy. And I was like, what? You did what? He's like, I broke up with Amy. I said, so you want to take me on a date Saturday night? And he said, sure. So she was the aggressor in the situation. <laughs> That's what she said. It was, you went total Sadie Hawkins on her. Wow. <laughs> what wow. else am I going to do Saturday? <laughs> he likes to eat. <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> There's something funny to be said about that comment. I'm not sure what it is at this moment, but it's in there for sure. Mm. Well, I guess I guess that's where uh, ATP comes into play. Always think positive. There's there's always a you know a silver lining to it. Get creeping a corner, checking you out. Okay, yeah, there's five minutes left. There's a recording maximum, so. Really? For individuals? Yeah. Okay, so we just have to do a second episode in order to make it seven. And then we can bleep all together. Super easy fix right there. Yeah, just keep recording. Glad I got you around. Fuck it. We'll just keep it going. Answers the problems we didn't know we had. (laughs) No wonder I don't get paid for this. (laughs) Exactly why, because you know what? There's three buttons and I can't work it. Uh, Jamie would have figured that shit out. Well, he's not here, so... Yeah, I'm just saying. You're using a phone app on a computer. It shouldn't be that goddamn hard. <laughs> so, <laughs> you would hope, but... Sunday you'll be a good wife. I was going to say, that's why you're you want You want to train a, a wife and trainer? You wanna, you <laughs> I wish I had words of advice, but... Do you see what happened when we became training partners? Sorry, but he's occupied. He will not be training anyone else. That's so that's inconvenient. <laughs> There's some inside jokes I could share with the group right now that I want to hold on to. We are definitely going to hold on to that. <laughs> okay, Pegger. I want to hold on to it. Peggy, damn it. <laughs> Peggy. <laughs> That's what makes it all fun. 
So now let's talk because we 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 did speak on bourbon for just a moment, um, and how you were trying to be a better bourbon yeah. drinker. You're trying to be a better bourbon. Yeah, I'm gonna try another day. I'm good. I just choked that down, so I don't have to drink anymore. Yeah, you got to sip. See, that was your problem. You, you should have sip. left that. There. I'm just doing that so you can sip. That's, okay, That's right. the whole point. Fair enough. So Clayton, you don't drink. I don't. Have you ever? No, I've had like a. I've tasted whiskey. I thought it tasted pretty good, but then I spit it out because you know you gotta keep your street cred <laughs> when you're 16 or whatever it is when you're in your friend's mom's kitchen. They're like, "Oh, come on, just try it." And we're like, oh, "I don't want to try it." Oh, come on! And I was like, "Guys, I don't drink." Because <laughs> he's 16. <laughs> yeah, because that's 16. when I was gaining street cred. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was yeah. Trying, yeah. And the older sister that supplied the booze. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so you took the shot, and you held on to it, and spit it out. Yeah. Oh. That's wow. harder than drinking it. I was afraid I was gonna like it. It's like I think I did. <laughs> my dad. My dad was a whiskey man. That's exactly. My, my what dad she also said. had multiple marriages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was afraid I was gonna like it. Just the tip. Just the tip. Yeah. <laughs> You always win that game, by the way. <laughs> you do. It's a great you game. You always win that game. So was that the last time you tried whiskey? Yeah, I think so. So, so you haven't even tasted eyedropper? No. No, it, uh, it's, uh, alcoholism, alcoholism runs pretty bad in my, uh, like all the men in my family. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of seemed like one of those things where I really wanted to get involved in it and then I... Eventually, I started like training, you know, and I mean, I take my training pretty seriously, so it was just never really something I wanted to get into. It's actually yeah. super noble, really. People always say that. I'm like, no, it's, it's just not, like it's a fucking no, choice. I, it's not it's noble a, I, because if that's noble, then fucking vegans are noble, and they're not. Yeah, they? <laughs> not 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 true. He what was, this he was, is? He was given a warning and avoided it and took a lighter path. I was given warnings and said, I'm going to do that bad shit, and that's exactly what she did. And I don't yeah. think that everyone, you know. What your parents do doesn't define what you have to do, obviously, mm-hmm. but it was just kind of one of those things where it never served my purposes. So, I mean, booze ain't cheap, you know, so. True. That's true. I, I mean, when you're, you know, when you're like in high school, I mean, that's stuff you think about. You're like, I don't want to spend my on that. Clearly. I can, I can eat cheeseburgers or I can drink, but you're not going to do both. I'll be very good point. Oh, wait a minute now. I do oh, love I want, There's a bargaining that goes on when you're that age. Yeah, cheeseburgers and I mean, this is a okay, really good combination. I'm right. just saying, they, they go together well. Um, but clearly, I, I respect your choice and what you do because when you walked in, you had a nice glass of ice water and a Coke waiting for you. And Jessica had none of that. She had some bourbon because by God, we're going to have some bourbon. Um, we have 30 seconds left. So, all right, so cut it off now. We're going to go ahead and do that. And episode two, we are live. All right, so as we're continuing here with Jessica Kite, the name. Everybody knows you by as a pro is Jessica Kite. Yeah. Let me caveat that to Jessica Badass Kite. It's printed on shirts. There's memorabilia. There's a lot of merch out there. Um, I think I may or may not have one or two of those in my house. Her lifting belt. Her lifting belt says Badass Kite. It's right there on it. Uh, it's kind of a big deal. Now, the, the financial side of it is one thing, but there's the family side of the other. Word on the street is Clayton didn't agree to taking your name. That so is, yeah. you're That's taking true. his. Yeah. 
I won. I did not win that battle. How is that going to change strongly for you? Um, well, I think that it should be, you know, the same. <laughs> but um, my new last name is going to be uh, Purcelli, which is actually pronounced Purcelli. Um, Purcelli. You pronounce it however you want, babe. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> how do you pronounce it, Clayton? I just usually say Purcelli. Purcelli. Okay. I fuck it up and just go with first names and then I'm good. Yeah. I'm safe. Right. Unless it's easy like kite, then I'm good. Yeah, see? I go from this nice, simple, like... Four letters. I know. Easy. No one pronounces Purcelli, right? Very easy to say, yeah. easy to spell, to a really long last name that you know, nobody can say. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I think I'm just going to just be just a badass. Just Jessica Bat. <laughs> I don't know. It's already there. You're basically just dropping off the, you know, the formal part of the name. Yeah. So, I mean. That, that like, his work. sister was like, oh, no, you have the best last name ever now. I'm like, well, I kind of like my My sister name. was Jessica Purcelli before she got married here the other year. So now I'm changing over her name. Yeah. yeah. Which is why she thinks it's so awesome. Yeah, she's salty. <laughs> but. Is, is that because now she can take out credit cards in your name? I mean. <laughs> yeah. Can she you know, help out her credit by using yours, or what's the, the plan there? Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. Yeah, you might want to look at it. Keep you know. checking my FICO score. <laughs> but, for sure. Yeah, for sure. no, um, I did consider that how that's like I, and when I coached, like I was always Coach Kite. Mm -hmm. Like no one ever called me by my first name at all, so it's going to be a change. It's probably still going to be a nickname. Kite, yeah. If you know, at least, especially the fellow competitors who don't think about it. Like last week, which was a kite. Mm -hmm. So that now I can kind of keep it with me. Yeah. I mean, it's always a part of who you are anyway. Yeah. You know, right. A name is just, just a name. Yeah. But it, it means something within marriage. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be the new Jessica Purcelli. <laughs> so, let's talk about something super fun here. Okay. What was your guys' first big fight and how did it go? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even remember. I thought it was during a weight cut. Uh, I just so don't <laughs> don't tell your girlfriend that's cutting over ten percent of her body weight in water in twenty four hours about how you're hungry because you haven't eaten in five hours because you went on a flight. That never ends well. No, it doesn't. I always wow. make this mistake, Dave. <laughs> Wow. I, eat, I eat about every three hours, so when it comes oh around God, five, six so hours, hungry. I've been hungry for two hours. Oh, yeah. So instant trigger. Where's the stab wound? <laughs> right here in his left bicep. Now I know she's been cutting you from the inside. I rely on how slow she is, dehydrated, to get away. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. She cut you because you talked about food during the wake up. Yeah. <laughs> now I know what really happened to that bicep. Yeah. And if you know what's good for you, you won't do that shit again. Yeah, I'm learning. There could be a hamstring tear there for you. <laughs> the best advice I've gotten so far about marriage is like, just don't answer. Just don't talk back. Just let them go and they kind of burn themselves out a little bit. And seems like it works all right. Sometimes, sometimes we get up to the gym in the morning and she's just, whew, she, you know, it's just nothing's where it needs to be. We're running behind. Pre-workout's a little strong. I don't know. I'm just like, <laughs> you know what? Let's get a couple sets of squats under us, and then we can talk about this. You burn off a little energy. So after squats, you calm down, and you're okay. That's yeah, what I'm hearing. Usually once I get to the gym, Kathy, she's, Kathy's our peacekeeper. She's the peacekeeper. You can't get mad around Kathy. The hammer is... She's yeah. where it's at. 
She really is. That's awesome. Kathy, can you believe he didn't even put the cap on the toothpaste? <laughs> She'll be like, that know. shit doesn't matter, Jessica. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, ATP. I can't tell her that. <laughs> Come from somebody else. It's, yeah, it's different. So all your messages, you just need to run them through Kathy. Just get around her and let her... <laughs> That, that should work out yeah, well. Kathy, for she didn't want to come this weekend because, well, she, she wanted to come, but her daughter also lives in Florida and she has to do some stuff with her. That's why they're not going to be here tomorrow. But yeah. So they um, come for the slowest, most boring day that we have for the longest amount of time and not here for the finals. Yeah, it's sad. That makes me very sad. I know. Because the makes hammer needs to be here. I know. It makes her sad too. Because there's no telling when they're going to do this in the States. I again, know. But I know. Yeah. Might end up in We're Botswana all well again. Aware. We have to take a lot of videos, we've been told. So, but. You have to get a good you know, spot to be able to take videos. Yeah. The family, crowd today family was comes amazing. First. So, you know, she wants to be there for her daughter. Yeah. So I respect that, but. So, how long yeah. have you been training with Hammer? Oh, I've been training with Hammer since probably at least 2015. Yeah. And how old is she? She just turned 72. She just had her 72nd birthday. Yeah. June wow. 6th. Yep. 6-6. Six, six. She turned 72. Wow. She's got two fake knees. Two titanium knees. Bad shoulder. I mean, yeah, she's... she's got an impending shoulder. She just kills it, man. Yeah. And she's doing more work in the gym than my 20-year-old nephew who does shit and lay around on his ass. Oh, it still looks this good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I don't know. Kathy might look better than you do. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, it, Kathy is. Uh, it definitely makes it hard to make excuses for yourself when you know Kathy's pushing it. And she doesn't have a reason. She's not getting ready for anything. You know, she just she wants to do it. You know. Yeah. And Kathy just started going back to college. It's like she went to college like previously, but she never graduated. So she wants to finish and get her degree. So she's going to college. She just finished like her. Thursday was her last call. Like she took a summer class, and Thursday was the last day. So like, yeah, she's. You can't make excuses around Kathy. Like she got out of bed. She made it to the gym. You can try, but they don't count. She's retired. She's not gonna work. Like she just wants to do it because that's what she wants to do. Yep. You know, like Kathy's a go getter. She really is. So you millennials, maybe take note. Write some shit down. Here we go. (laughs) Good for nothing. I didn't say you're good for nothing. Just be better at what you're doing. Be good or be good at it. I could ruin this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure that's a possibility. I can found the button. <laughs> it's one of those three. Those three <laughs> buttons. <laughs> three buttons. I'm sweating. This. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but it's going to be really tough. I'm On the phone sweating. Out. I thought maybe it was the bourbon. No, no, it's hot in here. Okay. In this corner, especially. Yeah. We do have the fan on, so it's helping a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> However, the acoustics in the living room were not adequate enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, in here, yes. they're a little bit better. Nice. So, yeah. yeah. For the next podcast I got to do, uh, I don't think I'll have that amount of time to be able to study it. I'll just have to show up and be like, all right, pretend not. Um, which I think I have that text. My jet, my, my. <laughs> yeah, we got this stuff like set up. An hour before you guys got here, maybe. <laughs> right about eight thirty when I was yeah, like, supposed like, to be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was here at eight thirty Central Time. Yeah. yeah. She forgot to give us that different clock because you know they're in Illinois, so they they work off God's time. 
because I live in Central Time as well, just super close to that line. You drive 20 miles and you're in Eastern Time. Really? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of shitty. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But yeah, yeah, I would hate that. Yeah, like they call their parents and they're an hour ahead. Yeah. And it's an hour down the road. Yeah, we so drive home sleeping. <laughs> halfway there. Yeah, yeah, halfway there. Yeah, it's it, it, it makes things really, really fun. So. <laughs> so let's talk about this other thing that you like to do. Of arrive at shows super late at night, tell everybody, hey guys, by the way, we're here. And then you slam your phone down and in the off position so damn fast, nobody can be like, oh, hey, you're here. Do you want to do dinner? Do you want to hang out? It's because no. I fall asleep in 30 seconds. We got work really that. does. I'm going to need you to take <laughs> at least six minutes to wait for somebody to respond to your shit. Because I get excited. I'm like, oh, cool. Jessica Kite's here. This could be great. I get to see Clayton. Oh, the hammer came with her. That's going to be great. Let's see what they're doing for dinner. <laughs> Ghosted. If it's quiet in the car, she's I'll out. turn away for 30 seconds and look back. Is that while she's so driving? See, Gone, smile. yeah. No, I'm the, <laughs> no. No, I'm the wheel man. Guess that answers that question. Because <laughs> yeah. if she's driving, then that, that can be We got problem. cruise control, Dave. That's all you need. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, we drove down here in a, uh, a very nice Audi A8 that somehow my broke-ass job was nephew has. I'm not sure how the fuck this happened. He's got a way nicer car than me. Yeah, he's got a way nicer car than I've ever had in my life. Sad. But it has this feature. This auto cruise control. Oh, yeah. Where it senses the car in front of you. And it slows down. And when that car is no longer in front of you, it speeds back up. This is the greatest thing in the world. Because the first thing you can do to piss me off on the road is not drive consistently. Mm -hmm. If you do 72 to 75, I want to murder you. I want your life to end immediately <laughs> in a fiery crash. But if you do 72, I'm good. If you do 65, I'm good. You know what to expect. You can just pass them if you don't like it. Don't fucking go faster and slower. I want to kill people. And I've thought about it a lot. You know, if I touch their bumper, will they spin out and will they see my license plate as I go by? <laughs> I've been tempted many times. See, and I just don't want to This is extremely concerning because my car is doing this thing and I've taken it to like four different mechanics and I, they can't figure out what's wrong with it. So like I'll be driving down 65 for like an hour, right? Going like 75-ish. And then it'll just suddenly like it'll go up to like three RPMs and then it'll start losing speed. So like I'll just gradually get slower and I can't accelerate at all. And I have to like go to the next exit. So like just gradually getting slower. And you want to like clip my bumper and send me into the wall because my car is shit. <laughs> Concerning. Well, it's, it's fair, not there. the first slowdown that gets me. By this guy. <coughs> the yeah. first slowdown, I go, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> if we get past the next exit, I see you're exiting. I'm like, "Okay, they're out of my way. I'm good." But if you do that for fucking 17 miles, and you speed up, and you slow down, and you speed up, and you slow down, and you make it where I can't pass you, and you speed up, and you slow down. Then we're talking bumper clipping. Those people are doing it on purpose. They see you and they don't want you to pass them. Yeah, bumper clipping. That's that's what needs to happen to them. Get them some J-turns. <laughs> They'll think about that shit twice the next time. When they're laying upside down in a car in a ditch, you know, and it's on fire, next they're going to go, maybe I should have done that shit. should have listened to Dave's podcast. Fucking listen to Dave's podcast. I have good things on here for life. If you're on the freeway, use your fucking cruise control. 
set it at one speed, and just go that goddamn speed. Don't fucking do 80 and then 72. My daughter actually doesn't even have cruise control of her car. <laughs> but there's a lot of people that I know that have cruise it's control. And, then use it. and there's no cruise? I had, I had Is it cruising. broken? No. No, it's it's in a video. Oh, <laughs> that's what's wrong it with it. It doesn't have power windows. It doesn't have power locks. It's, oh, it's a starter car. Yeah, is that the first car she ever bought? Or yeah. Okay. Yep. And how much money did you put towards that car? Like uh, 50, fifty bucks. Fifty percent. So fifty bucks. Yeah. I said it right the first time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's good though. She'll appreciate those things when she gets them. Yeah. Right? She does. Cruise control is the greatest thing. That's funny. Ever. Right. Yeah. Could you lock that door when you get out? <laughs> yeah. And the back one. Yeah. And can you roll the window? Crank that window up a little, too. How does this work? I drove an I-10 Escort for so long, and it was just the worst. Like, I would, would, like, I'd be at a stop sign, and I would, like, have to, like, reach over and try to, like, crank up the window or something. It's awful. She's up. I just don't roll my windows down. (laughs) That's what air conditioning's for. (laughs) She has air conditioning. Yeah. She's got one piece of in the world. That's a plus. Yeah, I know. I drive several vehicles that have no air conditioning. The uh, 270 air, two windows yeah. at 70 miles an hour. In the, in the, car, <laughs> in the car, I got 470. There it's an upgrade. Well, you could call it five because there is the sunroof that works, um, but the AC no. In my truck, there's it was never installed. Ooh. It was a it was a truck out of Washington State, so we just never had AC. They're like, we don't do that. Fuck you. Go get out of here. Yeah. And then the bike doesn't have AC. Um, if I unzip the, the sides of my jacket, You'll I get some air, but otherwise. <laughs> It's just sweaty abomination is what I'm rolling on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, none of my vehicles really have air, which is weird because I hate sweating. Really hate it. And every time you see me, I'm extremely sweaty. Except for right now. This might be the only I time. I might be more sweaty than you right now. It's possible. <laughs> I, I, love, I love when you sweat because you never sweat, so you get to feel my pain. <laughs> there is a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> There's something. There's something in that line. We might need to go back and, and edit that out. <laughs> but there's something funny there. I'll tell you. She'll what. do a full medley, like with like three or four implements, and no, she won't be sweating. I won't be breathing either. I squat so. three reps in a warm up, and I'm. Whew, that's it. He's laying down. Changing out headbands. <laughs> Changing headbands. No. Damn. Way to go, LeBron. <laughs> oh man. Chad Coy. He brings like five shirts to training. <laughs> I use him too. Yeah. yeah. But that's Chad though. He's just old. That's what it is. <laughs> so who's your trainer now? Who takes care of all your stuff? Is it all My clean? Wife. Your wife does it? Your wife does good. Does your wife do all the meal prep too? No, no. he does not. Oh. No. You gotta, you gotta he does his own food. food. Oh. You guys I, have the same diet or different diet? No. Yeah, different diets. How different? I primarily stick to seafood. You see food, you eat it. Yeah, pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how strict? Is I eat a lot of ground beef. I know during rice. during cuts it's gonna be. A, yeah, like right now it's not really that strict. Like it, it, I've been cleaning it up. It's about to get pretty strict. But yeah, it's about to get. Do you, are you sticking with like just macros? Are you looking at micronutrients? Do you have a specific diet plan? Are you going vertical? Do you go keto? Um, I'm sorry. It's like a form of keto, but no. not. I don't do keto. I just try and cut my carbs. So I kind of more watch like my carbs and my proteins and my fats, but like I really don't like ever calculate it. Hardly ever. Like I don't really track. I usually eat the same things. Like since I started, like my first weight cut, I kind of stick with those same foods because like mm-hmm. I know they always work for me. Right. So I mean, but as your body changes, and if you do have a um, 
a little kite, then, you know, things will change. Metabolism will go fucking way out of whack. And those yeah. same foods won't work for you anymore. Yeah. Oh, so, that's a, yeah. You're going to have to keep studying. Switch it up. We yeah. keep the protein for her over body weight and the calories under 2,000. If she does that consistently and she's training hard, she'll lose the weight. That's good. But it's a matter of, you know, you have one day where you go eat pizza and you're, you blow everything then for that week, you know, when the, when the calories start to get tight like that. So, mm-hmm. which is easier said than done, you know, when you're like us. I mean, we like to eat. So. I don't work at pizza place. Yeah. So. It makes it makes it a little bit difficult. Have you ever gotten tired of pizza? No, never. Never? Not like we went out for what Valentine's Day and we're like We ended up getting pizza. Yeah, we're like, why shouldn't we go for Valentine's Day? And like, let's get pizza. It was really good too. <laughs> it was. We just so, had a date night the other night and we went So we're hillbillies. <laughs> when you guys go out for date night, does he is he the one that says, I don't know where to go eat? Well, he always has somewhere that he wants to go. Oh, I'm just checking the wife's status. I'm seeing where it is. It's not that bad. Well, he never wins. He never wins. Well, he always wants sushi, and I don't like sushi. She doesn't like Chinese food, though, either. Oh. So, therefore, he Just grease and sugar. It's rough. Sometimes I'll drop him off at the buffet. And you'll go get something else and come back pick him up? Usually, he'll do, like, shopping or something, and then he'll text me when he's ready. That's but like for his birthday, I took him out for sushi and I just like sat there and watched him. <laughs> that's fun. I mean, that's creepy. Watch. That's how it is too. Whenever she's really cutting, it's like you can't. Yeah. You can't go out to a restaurant and eat. I'm like, you know, if you have friends that like infamous for like having purse chicken, so like I always <laughs> you got have, purse chicken. She got purse chicken. Yeah, wow. I like I'll always have a baggie of chicken in my purse, so I'll go somewhere and be like, "Can I just get the iceberg salad, please?" And then I'll like pop out my bag of Dressing chicken. Dressing on the side. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of wow. times it's no dressing, but yeah. Like, if you ask all my friends, you know, they'll be like, get the full mom purse with chicken in it. No, usually it's just about this big, and you can just fit a little oh. baggie of chicken just right in there, you know? She's... No one will ever know. <laughs> Talk about being clutch. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> and when the clutch comes in clutch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when you guys do go out, what's your, what's your normal go-to? I mean, you, you try for steak. It's clearly you're avoiding sushi. And Chinese. No, well, usually we go out for pizza. We like our breakfast food too. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. So you're hitting on Cracker Barrel then? I feel oh. like we just don't have any other. Never say no to biscuits and gravy. Mm-mm, you can't, and that's why you should come to Kentucky more because we have way better food than Illinois does. Mm. Y'all are damn near Yankees up there. It's getting close. We're halfway to Chicago. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you're about to enter like the no gun zone. A little Most dangerous place in the state. Mm-hmm. The place with no guns. It's, it's kind of strange that way. So. Yeah, my buddy, we just forced Clay to get his void card, so. Yeah. Forced him. <laughs> I'm just a procrastinator, and I just. Never really at least did. not liberal, so that's good. I mean, I'm okay with that. <laughs> you can procrastinate all you want, just don't be a liberal, Eddie. We had to set him down, like, in front of the laptop. He's like, you know, it's just a lot of work. I'm like, just do it. Like, okay. You put Five minutes later. <laughs> you throw that around a lot, you know that? I swerved the Nissa bunny in the road. Fucking liberal. <laughs> That's what I get. Jeez. Well, he wanted to save the bunny. He's like, I gotta save the bunny. I was like, well, what about the buzzard that eats that bunny that has kids? Doesn't that buzzard get to live? Oh, that bunny wouldn't have stopped for you. No, <laughs> they wouldn't have. That bunny will eat the foundation out from underneath your house, dig in tunnels, and uh, let it fall. God, I'm being attacked right now. I need my safe That zone. bunny doesn't even give a fuck about you. No, we... But we, that buzzard has kids. But he kids. appreciates not being... We like, we like the bunny. We got bunnies in our house. 
we feed yeah. all the wildlife outside of our house. We have pet raccoons. They don't know they're pets, but. Do you keep uh, puddles of water that is stagnant for the mosquitoes? Good God, no. Then you don't supply food and well-being for all the animals. And no, we're not. Fucking liars. liars. We're not living more the same. So, <laughs> <laughs> more so, you know, the raccoons and the birds. Yeah. Oh. I try to feed the bunnies, but they just don't like to eat human food. Not even carrots or romaine lettuce. Unless you plant them in your garden, and then they will eat the shit out. Yeah, of no. If you just put it out there, no, they'll eat it for yeah, days. Yeah. I'm like, I specifically buy baby carrots for the bunnies outside. Buying food at the grocery store for the creatures that live outside our house. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that goes over super well. I don't even. Hey, uh, why is our grocery bill an extra six hundred bucks this month? I had to feed the bunnies. The squirrels needed more. Nuts. Are you talking about that fucking compost pile we have out there that's yeah. just rotting away? <laughs> You have a good start on a compost. You take all that extra food and just throw it in there. See, and then you can have more dirt. The raccoons are easy because they eat anything. It's true. They so. will eat anything. And Clayton didn't get a raccoon to eat right out of his hand. You haven't lived came to fed came a raccoon. Right to our back, they come up to our back door, the little raccoons come up to our back door, and they scratch on it. I am jealous. And so, we had, But then we open the door, and they are so scared of our patio door, they dart off into the woods, and then we'll throw food out, and then we'll come back. How do you feel about needles? Uh, when they're necessary, I guess I'll step up. Because, I mean, it's only like, what, 7 to 15 rabies, shots you yeah. get in the stomach yeah. for fucking rabies? Or, I mean, <laughs> that's totally fine, right? And I think it's a big needle. I think it's like, yeah, they got to get like past the abdomen wall and get it in there to the organs. I think the raccoon was more scared of Clayton. You just gotta make friends. Like, it's not about fear. Like put a little paw it's in about the rabies. Hand. Like, he just stole the food. I mean, if you put cat food out, they'll run up and they'll oh. get scoops of it with their hands yeah. and then run away on their back legs. They also like Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> Do they like Cocoa Puffs? <laughs> Not that I would know. And Reese's right. Puffs. They love all cereals. Kid cereals. Actually. Yeah. So here's the thing that's happening right they love now. Everything, as a matter of fact. Is my nephew has a smile on his face that is way too big. And he is excited. I love raccoons. Oh, I love Cocoa Puffs. So my favorite. He wants to eat a bowl of Cocoa you Puffs. You come over anytime. You're going to go home and there's just going to be Cocoa Puffs sitting on your porch every day. She expects it. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. If we had raccoons around, yeah. Oh, they, yes. They would be but our friends. You will if you start leaving Cocoa Puffs out. This, that's going to be terrible. We had squirrels last year. We do have a ton I mean, of squirrels. Though. I mean, they were... Squirrels taste our, great. our um, old breadsticks we throw our breadsticks away every night at work so I bring them home. Animals love it. Making diabetic animals back there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving their life. No, you're giving them diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> you took we have a picture of the squirrel and he's got a full donut. Like a day, like, <laughs> it was like a day old donut that was bought and then it was two days old after that. And then no, so, The donut is bigger than the no, squirrel. No, my daughter went through a breakup. Okay, oh. Her ex-boyfriend's trying to like make up his wrongdoings so he brings her over a box of donuts I also like I had to go to work and I tell Clayton I'm like man Alana and Ren like they're fighting this isn't going good like why don't you take her home some donuts so he brings her home donuts the next boyfriend brings over donuts so we're swimming in donuts in the house but we can't eat them because they're for her so (laughs) so then the squirrels start eating them but yeah they're like squirrels like sitting there holding this whole size donut just like It's so cute. <laughs> yeah. So it's 
tough on the game. So you see the squirrel running around on three legs. <laughs> they had to amputate one of them. The bees got it. We're all here for a good time, not a long time. That's right. ATB, Dave. ATB. ATB. Always yeah. think positive. You fatten up those yes. squirrels, they taste great. Yeah. Squirrels nope. by our house were just ridiculously obese. Like I don't, my mom would throw bread out. My mom would throw bread out, and they would just pick this they bread out. Uh-huh. And they're huge. I have never seen squirrels this size. But I'd look in the backyard, and you just see like a large clump of fur, and they're like, "What is that? Oh, it's a squirrel." The squirrels what? here are tiny. It's yeah. Florida, they are small. Well, yeah, see, in Florida, they have this uh, python problem. Oh. And what's going on with that is after Hurricane Andrew back in the nineties. A lot of refuges and other places that had exotic animals just got destroyed. And uh, snakes got free. And they've been breeding a lot. There's like nothing left here. They don't have fuzzy things in Florida anymore. The snakes have eaten I saw all. A cow. Oh. I didn't even know Florida had cows. They do have cows. They look sickly, don't they? They do. Yeah. yeah. They look underfed. But like the rabbits are almost gone. Raccoons are pretty much gone. Um, muskrats are gone. Um, these snakes are just taking over in this place. And more possums. Yeah, possums gone, skunks gone. Um, but you've got seventeen and eighteen foot Burmese pythons out there. Wow. They. Um, I saw a news story. They killed one a few weeks ago, and they took seventy-two eggs out of it. So that would have been seventy-two more killing machines. I mean, great. They're even to the point now that they're eating alligators, and alligators are eating them. We'll see who survives. Well, I think the snakes will win. Because we kill alligators a lot. We don't see snakes. Uh-huh. So too late. Yeah. Alligators yeah, go jump in pools and then they end up getting killed. Snakes don't fuck with pools. They stay in the woods. Or, you know, crawl up in your toilet every now and then. Whatever. Oh, God, I need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to move here before this podcast. <laughs> Now, now this is just Florida bashing. That's really all it is. But then there's, you know, you can always Google uh, a man in Florida, and who knows what might. Yeah, show Florida up. man. Oh, Florida yeah. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've seen several of those driving around on the side of the road, mm-hmm. in the middle of the road. There's one guy crossing oh, the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that uh, nice little blowover that we had when you, you guys were stuck in before you got here with mm-hmm. all that wind and rain. Guy in a moped, totally fine. We were driving through it, going to get supplies. And yeah, dude on a moped. You like how yeah. I knew. What you knew was. exactly what the supplies were. That was the primary reason for us going. And then we ended up getting, you know, this. And clearly, that's what he's drinking now. It's delicious. You want to try it? But you were predictable. No. You were predictable. But it's good bourbon. It's not some bullshit. Not that uh, Michigan motor. Oh, dear God. <laughs> that Flint water they brought down. That oh, was Flint water. <laughs> so here's a fun story for you, Eddie. So we're at Mammoth, and we're we're in there, and we're drinking bourbon, and uh, I'm with Jamie Kane, and he has about six different good bourbons with him, because that's what Jamie does. You saw the cooler, you yeah. you've seen it. We're sitting there, we're passing around some good bourbons, and these people from Michigan that seem to frequent Mammoth, and I'm very grateful. I love those guys, and it's really really good people. Uh, this girl comes in, and she's cocky as shit. She'll probably end up being a lightweight pro with you soon. Yeah, I would imagine. She's going to make it. I mean, I think she won. She, just, yeah. she wanted some, some big shitty contest this week, last weekend. <laughs> I don't remember which shitty federation it was. I was having a wedding reception last <laughs> weekend. I was doing my own thing. Yeah, I'm thinking there were more strong people at that place than I wanted to see than at the other one. I'm just saying. 
Um, but I was in Georgia well, in any case. You know, when um, everybody gets invited. Yeah, that's right. And if you're a novice, fuck it, you can go. Yeah. Um, but in any case, yeah, she comes in. She's like, oh, have you guys tried Michigan bourbon? And I just kind of looked at her. I was like, is that like jumbo shrimp and military <laughs> intelligence? That sounds like an oxymoron. Yeah. Those words don't go together. Oh um, you know, like being poor rich. It's not a thing. So she brings in this shit, and it's called uh, Motor City Gas, and they call it bourbon. What do you call it, Dave? <laughs> I call it water from Flint, because clearly they don't know what the fuck they're talking about when they drink bourbon, because we all tasted it. They're like, no, no, taste it, try it. We pass it around, and I took a swig of it. Did you spit it out? I did not, out of respect. I swallowed her down. But it was fucking disgusting. It was like drinking three-day-old Coke out of a car that you haven't been in. Ooh. <laughs> you can taste the sweat. <laughs> yeah. And you don't know if somebody threw a cigarette butt in it, or were they dumping off a blunt in there? A little chaw sauce. <laughs> did they have a lung infection and had to cough and spit somewhere and couldn't roll the window down? You don't know what's in that Coke. That's what it felt like drinking this Ugh. bourbon. And she still stands by it. And she was offended when I said, hey, not all whiskey is bourbon, but all bourbon is whiskey. And all bourbon is made in Kentucky. She did not like that. <laughs> well, by coin, it can be made anywhere. I'm like, okay. But your humidity levels, your temperatures, don't coincide with making good bourbon. Kentucky's does. I respectfully um, decline your invitation to call this good bourbon. <laughs> she ain't really talked to me much after that. <laughs> I can't understand why, but that shit was garbage. Did you try it? I don't think I did. Damn it. You, I... you got away. Shit. Yeah. I think you were drinking all the other good things. Because we had a lot of good bourbon there. I know you were drinking, I don't remember what. Because I drank too much. Yeah, I don't think that I was really drinking. You drank I, some. I did, yes. The, yeah. In the same exact situation, that my glass just kept filling up. Oh, I think you ended up with a couple of glasses, didn't you? Let me just keep sliding them over to you. Probably, Here, try yeah. this now. Try this. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, I don't want to try anymore. So your wife wouldn't drink, so we got to. Always, well, see, that's, always the DD. Yeah. Well, that's the problem with hanging out with Jamie Kane. You're going to drink, and you're going to like it, Damn it. Have a plan. Have a fucking plan. Uh, make sure Uber works in your area or you have a friend. I have my own personal Uber driver now. That's fantastic. She Ex no. Tip. Except for my bachelorette party. Oh, she tips. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's something funny in there. I tell you what, there's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, put your virgin ears away over there, Eduardo. <laughs> Nothing's free in this world, Dave. I mean, <laughs> oh, I know. I absolutely know. So the bachelorette party. What happened? Yeah. Well, apparently I drank too much. Can't imagine how that would happen. I know. We started with margaritas, and we went to this masterpiece in Merlot. My friend shows up with 20 shots of Fireball and this, like, a little party bucket. So we down those, like, in less than two hours, along with some margaritas and then they took me to the bistro, which is like a gay bar. Apparently I did some pull-ups in a cage. 
which I couldn't do pull-ups because like it wasn't a real bar. It was like just like a metal. And I remember being extremely heavy, and I was like, "Wow, this is the hardest pull-up I've ever done in my entire life." Like I remember that. And then I proceeded to kind of like I was in a cage, so I'm more like doing a pull-up, like climbing up the cage. Like I have a video I can show you later. But anyway, so I'm like climbing in a dress, you know, like. So and then I guess I puked in the sink at that place. I don't remember that. Allegedly. So, yeah. So, Allegedly. So they're like, come on, we gotta get out of here. So we go somewhere else. And then apparently I told my friend, I was like, I, I want to go home. I just, could you, I want Clayton to come get me. And she called Clayton and he said no. That wasn't the deal. <laughs> wow. I know. We need both sides of the story. What, what's that? What? Right. Deal. So uh, <laughs> let's talk it. about the deal. How was it written? Was it notarized? And how much trouble <laughs> were you in for breaking said deal? Uh, it was, we had said beforehand that her friend was going to pick her up and bring her home. No, a lot of us was supposed to take me home. All right. So her daughter was supposed to pick her up. And then that's not awkward at all. <laughs> Drunk mom, sober kid. Well, not right. awkward. I'd be thrilled. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, hey, you know, think Not you might like be able that. to pick me up later tonight? And she was like, yeah, that's oh, fine. Yeah. So then I get the call, and it's like, hi, where are you? I just love you. I need you to come get me. I was like, no. Did I call you or my friend? Because I did not remember calling yeah. you. Yeah, and then I talked well, with... Hopefully your friend wasn't saying I love you. <laughs> I know, like... I talked with kids. She right? just really wants you to come pick her up. Ride my door. She just really wants you to come pick her up. I'm like, no, that's all right. You guys can bring her home. <laughs> and they got her to the back door. And I got her to the bathroom. So I feel like I got her. I took it home. I took it all the way. We got her to the toilet. So His long story of how he got me from the door to the toilet was a lot more funnier. but More funnier. More funnier. She thought it would be a good idea to lay down on the couch. You don't turn sideways with that much mixed up in you. Expect it to stay down. No, it's not going to end well. But well, clearly decision making was not on her side yeah, that evening. Because she did all the basic white girl things, so, with the exception of the climbing of the cage. <laughs> it's the only thing you did that wasn't super basic white girl. So, be the BG for life. Try to show the boys how how the pull ups are done. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> but yeah. Some people do like burnouts and stuff when they get trashed. You do pull ups. <laughs> Oddly enough, I used to run. <laughs> yeah, I would, I've done a little bit of running. I would run <coughs> yeah. yeah. So I went to Korea. Korea was fun. It was a year of uh, massive amounts of drinking. Um, we would get off work at four. We'd go to this place called The Tip, which was our own squadron bar. There's a joke in there. there <laughs> Tip of the spears were worse, so it's all right. Uh, <laughs> so we go to this place, and I'd always get the officers to buy the beers, and it was dollar beers. Um, all the time because we bought our own cases and you know did our own whatever money we raised and went to buy more beer. <laughs> so I get the officers to buy them. So I would drink seven to ten there. Um, then by seven o'clock I'd be downtown and I picked up a job. The air quotes big on the job part. Being a DJ at a juicy club called the Hustler. Now my job of being a DJ was they had really good internet and I could download shit really fast. And I set playlists. That's all I fucking did. 
and kept music playing and invited my friends to the bar. So the mama-san was just happy that I brought more people to her bar. That's all she gave a fuck about. She's like, I can't pay you money. I said, okay, how can you pay me? She's like, I'll take care of your drinks. I said, that is a great idea. Because that equals a raise for me. (laughs) So by the time it was all said and done, I would have the seven to ten beers on base. And then from seven to twelve, or one, depending on how it goes, I would have 25 to 35 rum and cokes. You were making good money. I was making baller money. Because those were like five dollar drinks. It was all, you know, short glasses like this here, but it was still 25 to 30 of them every single night. Um, at 12, so at 11.55, I'd hit stop on the playlist and I'd run out the door because I had to get to the gate. So I didn't get on at 15 and, you know, ruin my career. If I left after that moment, there were four hotels on the way that I could dive into the lobby, get a hotel, be off the street, and not get busted for curfew. That was the whole thing. You had to be back on base or off the street by 12 or 1 o'clock. I did this every single night for a year. It was fantastic. <laughs> Somehow, I survived that shit. Then went to Italy and cut back to a bottle of wine a night. That was an easy cutback for me. Then after that, it became just social drinking. And now I enjoy bourbon with friends. So, I mean, there's, there's a progression to it. But Korea... Fuck my kidneys, fuck my liver. I, I woke up several times in hotel rooms, laying on a bathroom floor with my back hurting, going, did somebody cut it out? You reach over there, there's no scar. Organ check. <laughs> okay, good. But there were often times I thought maybe my liver would just jump out. I'd be like, fuck you, dude, I'm out. I quit. You're a dickhead, I'm out. But no, somehow it, it survived. I ended up not getting psoriasis. Um, you know, or cirrhosis of the liver. <laughs> cirrhosis. <laughs> not cirrhosis. You also <laughs> don't have psoriasis. No, no, we're keeping that. And also, <laughs> you need to be embarrassed. Look good. Also, no psoriasis. Yeah. So, um, out of all the things I did in Korea, ended up fairly injury free there. Just you know, tore all the ligaments in both ankles um, while drunk, but kept going. Didn't stop. Just laced that shit up. It was good. And played soccer the whole time. It was fun. So on days I wasn't drinking, I was playing soccer. And then when I finished playing soccer, go back to drinking. Be great. Logically, yeah. It was it was really good to be twenty two. It was it was good it was a good time in my life. Um, would I do it again? Fuck no. It's a terrible idea. So if you get a chance, do that, Eddie. Uh, pass on that shit. I mean it's a cool life experience and it's a cool story, but I gotta have a cool story. You also have to have a liver. Yeah, you yeah. need a liver to live. And there's no guarantee yours will make it. We've got cool stories. It's okay. Yeah. How about we go to like worlds and like hang out at places like that? That'll be cool stories for you. Because I didn't have those when I was 20. Fair. I didn't get them until I was old. I'm 35. Hammer's 72. She's just now getting them. Exactly. She had to wait that long. Look how much older you got to it than she did. Fair. So. ATP. ATP. Always think positive. And we're running up on hour two now. Just right. about. This is this is fun though. I mean, this is this is what this is supposed to be. It's it's laughing. It's it's hanging out. And it's learning more about you guys. So now all of our listening public can know who Jessica Badass is. I like it. You just, I, yeah. That's what they, that's what they need. Because it doesn't have to be just strong man, strength, fitness. It's there's a whole picture here. 
you're a person besides just the strong person. Clayton is a person besides just the strong person. He's more than a bicep tear. He's my person. <laughs> He's your person. <laughs> yeah. He's a good wife. That's what it is, you know. Um, and that's what we want to share with everybody with this podcast. Lord knows I know every strong person on this planet. If I don't know them, then they're not that fucking strong. <laughs> <laughs> How about that guy behind me today at the show? He was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I used to be strong. Well, not, you know, I wasn't that's I wasn't as strong as those guys, he said. And I was like, yeah, not many people are. Yeah, you know, <laughs> well, I was close. <laughs> Where are you now? Go on. <laughs> I know, I was like, oh my God, did he really? I met one or two of those today. Yeah. I used to lift weights in high school. I was like, all right. Yeah. Cool. So you were doing any, <laughs> yeah, anything yeah. close to the weights they're doing now, which is the first time they're ever doing this much weight? Yeah, yeah you used to do that. Yeah. yeah. All right, whatever, dude. See, I love those guys because um, they're like, well, how much do you bench? I was like, your mom. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean you bench my mom? I'm going to start saying that one. Yeah, I, I bench your mom. That's all I need to bench. She's a little heavy, though. My mom's going to get on that diet plan. But I That's bench great. your mom. That's it. The best is when people ask you how much do you lift, and they don't ask you what, and you're like, well, you can, you don't even ask them what lift, because you know they don't know enough about lift, lifting to know mm-hmm. what lift, so you just tell them a number. Yeah. Just whatever number. <laughs> thousand pounds. How much, how much weight do you lift? <laughs> all of it. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, all the weight. I fucking went all of it. Do you really? Oh, yeah. The other way to go with the your mom part is, is well, why would you say my mom? Well, because I know you got a buddy in high school who used to do that ten times, so... <laughs> Fuck, I might as well be on the right program because I'm sure you have a buddy or a cousin in high school that used to do that shit raw. So, that's pretty much it. Because uh, I can't stand those fucking people. Because what I'll do with somebody like that is just go, you lift more than her? No, you don't. Bet. Bet she does not fucking lift you right now. And that's it. That's show. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy today behind me. Well, I used to do all that, but you know, I hurt my back deadlifting, so now I don't deadlift anymore. That's the same guy. Yeah, well. Oh, there was that guy? Because he told me that story of that guy. <laughs> I was moving a fridge two years ago and, you know, ruptured some discs, so yeah, I don't do anything anymore. Like, it's everyday normal guy. Oh, I, I still oh. do pressing. Mm-hmm. I still do. I, I can still press, though. It's like, really? Because Hammer has two fake knees, and she still comes and does. What we do, mm-hmm. you know. Literally, oh, she squats as deep and as low as she can. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean. Oh, how she has can. two brand new hips. He's still squatting, still setting world fucking records, and he's sixty nine years old. There's no excuse for any of us to not be in this. Shit. You know I'm what? just waiting for masters because the weights are lighter, and I'm weak. That's pretty much it. <laughs> masters for me, the weights usually are uh, heavier than lightweight, and no weight classes, so. Yeah. yeah, Masters might not necessarily be yeah, a great idea for you. Know? I know. You might just want to hang out where you're at. So. But, yeah, so, where do you see the sport in four years? Oh, my God. I, don't, I mean, it's growing like crazy. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. I, like, I find it weird because, like, I was, you know, that competition we were talking about that happened last weekend. You know, I was, like, looking at, like, the score sheets and stuff, and I was like, I didn't know maybe, like, ten of these people. Mm-hmm. And I, like it's crazy. Like it's growing so much that right. there are like more people getting four hundred and seventy people that are doing strongman, and I don't know hardly any of them. You know, mm-hmm. I really don't know the name. I probably know a lot of their 
faces. Right. Yeah, as long as they didn't talk to you on the wrong day. Yeah. Because those people, fuck them. Yeah, we're going to know who they are. Well, from what I've seen in the last four years, at least on the women's side, it is like more than doubled. Yeah, in every absolutely. way, shape, and form. Um, in the next four years, I look for it to continue that process. Yeah, I think the women will be outnumbering the men. However, there's still going to be that huge number of people that just get in for a year or two, and they bail. You now, I know you don't see this in your own mind, but you're considered an old head. Yeah. You're no, you're you're one of the originals. You know how many training veterans. partners I've had that have come and gone? Oh, yeah. And they all, do the same thing. All of them except for my 72-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And your wife. You got your yeah. wife. Yeah. Yeah. Now that, but but you know. he's stuck. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whether he wants I to or not. He ain't leaving me. And <laughs> people get one injury and they, all right, well, that's it. I guess this isn't for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's going to that's prevent you from doing something you really enjoy. Yeah. You know? I mean, just think, think about it like that, you know? It's... I mean, like, most of some of the serious training partners that I've had, like, females, like, they just kind of completely, like, quit and fell off the earth. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Like, like one, you know, got injured at work, so, like, you know, a pretty bad injury with the workman's comp and everything, so she couldn't, like, lift at all. But, you know, like, two of the other girls, like, they both just completely, like, let it all go. And, like, what Clayton and I said is, like, those two girls are twins, like, they could be world level athletes. Like, they the very one of them good. came to your show. Um, very good. Kaylee's an angel. Genetic potential. Oh, okay, yeah. What? No, it was Beast of the Bluegrass. I remember the name? At the um. You know, pulling five hundred on the eighteen inch. We had like hard. It was CrossFit on one side, and then Strongman on the other, mm-hmm. and like an arena of some sort, but. Like she, she was very good. Like they both. I think were, I remember. I think I was her judge on log. Um, you yeah. know, but they both like they had good genetics. They had good builds, but like they had no drive whatsoever. You know, like they would push in the gym, and like you know, there'd be times they'd outlift me, and like you know, and but their consistency of showing up and you know keeping you gotta want it still. You still have to do the you know. Right, do the work, you know. If you don't put the work in, you're not going to get the result out. Yeah, right. I know a shit ton of gifted people that should have been in the NFL. They ain't. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have to work at the court. They just can't make it. So, a hardworking person will outdo a gifted person any day of the week. Mm -hmm. So, there's a a reason why Shaw is so successful. It's not because he's just gifted and and big. He works fucking hard. He wasn't always big. No, I mean when he first came out, when I first saw him, even when he first got into strongman, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? This skinny, weird-looking dude with the big face. Probably yeah. like your size, yeah. like Brian Shaw. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. When he first started, he was about your build, just taller. So, because he was six eight when he started, but he just kept working at it, kept working at it, and he puts in all the focus. So when people get you know pissy with him because he he want they wanted to do a certain thing. He's not going to do it. There's no benefit to him. He ain't doing yeah. it. So, him coming into this contest here is, he's done phenomenal. And before the contest started, after his, you know, eighth place finish at the Arnold, mm-hmm. and how that was kind of abysmal, really, performance by him, coming into this, watching the qualifiers, I'm really surprised at how well he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know he's going to put the work in. And he's he's got to be podium tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, there's really no other place that I see him going other than the podium. If he takes a fourth place, it's going to be because there's some sort of miracle that happens. 
Um, but there's such a separation in those top four guys right now and the rest of the field. Yeah. yeah. It's like they're in a different class. And those guys all do everything. You know, mm-hmm. you don't just, you can get to world's strongest man, maybe, maybe being mm-hmm. really gifted, but nobody wins that title. It's not doing anything and everything to yeah. get there, you know? Absolutely. I mean, you've seen how he eats, <laughs> you know? God. The, the amount they... The hot tub, the cold tub, and everything all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. just... You're going to want it. So... I feel that we always have to treat our pros the best the way that we can to make them pros because the better they get, the better we all get. Uh, we all have a certain slice of pie that we can, you know, cut out of what strong man is and get something out of it. I don't want a bigger piece of pie. I want a bigger fucking pie. There's so many sports in this country and in this world that make shit tons of money. Yeah. Yeah. Strongman has to be one of them. We're, we're more entertaining than fucking CrossFit is. You can't tell me you sit there and watch CrossFit competition and be like, oh man, this is so great. It's not fucking problem. This shit's boring as hell. And yet they're raking in the money. Our shows are exciting. Yeah. Captivating. Look at the audience that we had there today. Right. People were going nuts. Yeah, it was massive. And then we were slowing the show. Like, I mean, there was like an older woman and, you know, her husband, like probably two grandkids that had chairs and were sitting down there and she's like, I have never seen this before in my life. Mm-hmm. But like, not just like, hey, I'm going to stop and watch this for five minutes, but like, we have got our chairs out here and like. Yeah. Like, wow, this know. is something that's yeah. amazing. Um, and it just needs it needs more publicity, needs more marketing. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be done. And for me, it's it's treating the pros better. That's what I always try to do for them. Um, at the Arnold, when we go to the pro show for the women, we're in the back and I'm changing all the weights for them. I don't do that for amateurs because there's too many of y'all. Fuck it, <laughs> I ain't doing it. I ain't got time. But for the women pros, I will change all their weights, all their warm ups, everything they want. And they're like, well, this is why are you why are you doing this? You guys are fucking pros. You worked hard. To get to the point that you are now, now you can relax and not worry about little bullshit, like smashing your finger in between two plates, and now you can't do overhand mm-hmm. because your nail is falling off. And not because it was a pop-on, because you smashed your fucking finger, yeah. your nail is falling off. Yeah. Um, like, you shouldn't have to worry about those things. You shouldn't have to worry about if you have a chair, or can you set up over here? Can you put your bag down? Am I allowed in this area? No, at that point, everything should be taken care of for you. And for the men that I see this weekend, those things are happening. That needs to happen for women too. For all the pros, they need to be treated better. Because the better they feel, the better they'll be. So when you walk out there and somebody goes, hey, can I get a picture? You go, ATP. Fucking, absolutely that's what we're going to (laughs) do. Let's get that picture in. All right. So I think it's about time to, to wrap it up. But if you could, where can everybody find you? Um, how do they how do they um, follow Jessica Badass? Well, I'm so old school, rocking the Facebook. So I mean, I mean, people rock it. It's okay. I know. But so I hear is the, the Facebook name going to change, or are you going to do the parentheses thing? Um. Well, I'm still Jessica Kite because you know I haven't done all that legal stuff yet. So I'm just you know. Right. And we know Facebook is the right, most yeah. legal, really. Right. It's the yeah. Most exactly. You know, I don't want to do Facebook before the Social Security card because. Set up red flags everywhere. Yeah, then you might you might just get deported for that shit. I'll send you right back to Italia for that shit. Yeah. So yeah, I will probably keep Kite in my name on Facebook just so that because I hate when my friends get married and then it's popping up on my newsfeed and I'm like, 
who is this? And I'm like, oh my god, why did they change the name? So I liked it before. <laughs> like, yeah, your name was way better. So this new I like shit to, ain't you know, keep Jessica Kai Purcelli on Facebook. Like, that's not how my real name. Like, I'm not hyphening. But mm-hmm. and I mean, I have an Instagram. I'm just really bad at loading stuff onto Instagram. I'm trying to get better. Okay, I was trying to get better, and then I quit trying to get better. So are you at Jessica Kite on Instagram too? I don't even know. I think I'm like jkite83, maybe jrkite. Oh, she made it something nobody can find ever. You could probably like if you type Jessica Kite, that would probably pop my name up. Possibly. They can find you on Facebook. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see what we can do to put that in the links and, yeah. and make that happen. <laughs> I've got a social media guy here, so that's I can handle that much. Uh, uh, yeah. Twitter? Are you on Twitter? No, I don't. Do nothing good because no. that thing's an abomination. Yeah. I still have an AOL email address if that tells you how old school I am. I love it. Wait, so you got a what? Wow. AOL, yeah. That's like I'm like, 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 online. <laughs> <laughs> that one? <laughs> yeah, it's got a dial tone. Like, you used to have to put the discs in for the thousand free hours, didn't you? Yeah. You to do that shit. <laughs> oh, wow. That's how old I am, Dave. Wow. That's, that's fantastic. Older than the internet. Older than the internet. <laughs> how old are you now? 30, oh, me? Yeah. I'm 36. So you're older than me. When did you turn 36? January 28th. So you're not me by six months. You're older than the internet. I feel old. <laughs> you are old. <laughs> Thank you, millennial. <laughs> Thank you so much for being so helpful over there. You're welcome. I get plenty of harassment. It's okay. I wouldn't call it harassment. I would call it... Um, Build character. Hazy. Character building. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. Right, Hel- helping you, helping it you be the best you. Yeah. yeah. I want you to live your truth. That's what I want. All right. 